Hello, Mech Warriors, and welcome to the Mech Bay, where we fix your mech and fix your game. What's going on, Mech Warriors? I'm your host, Josh, and today I've got with me my co-hosts, Dustin and Denim, with me today. I think my cooling vest is leaking again. Uh, oh, no. Is it is it the like the corrosive coolant or just the regular? No, coolant? no, no. I didn't get the. Whoop, you were warning me about it. What was that chemical? I don't know. I'd have to look back at like three commercials ago. <laughs> it was a really long name. I love that commercial. You're like, is that the? I don't remember what it was, but anyway. <laughs> See, me. I can't remember either. Uh, what's going on, Dustin? Denim, how are you guys? I'm Good. five by five, ready to go. Awesome. Dustin's problem is. <laughs> Leaking covered in coolant. coolant. <laughs> Leaking coolant, baby. <laughs> what does it taste like? Is it sweet? Oh, so su- sweeter than anything you'd imagine. I'm sure it's all the uh, the ether. <laughs> uh, you're not cooking steaks within the battlefield, are you? It's not your uh, marinade. Oh. Uh, is that bad for you? <laughs> if you can't feel your legs, then you know you've had too much. Oh, that's what that was. Uh, but uh, if you're just tuning in, we are the Mech Bay Podcast, your number one bi-weekly Battletech tabletop-focused podcast. And today, MechWars, we are going to be talking about preparing to roll out with those battle mechs and picking which ammunition to take to the battlefield for all of our ballistic and missile weapon lovers. But first, as always, let's go get that battle mech coolant flowing with some hobby news, hobby progress, and some fan mail. I think it's actually been a relatively slow week after yeah. after the last little bit. I think the big thing is we saw a preview of the new Battletech source book, and that is Empire Alone. What do you guys think of that one? That art, I should say. Yeah, I like the art. Um, I see what looks to me to be some Merrick, House Merrick stuff on there. Um, so I'm pretty hyped for it. House Merrick is probably going to be, definitely going to be my main Ill-Clan faction. So I'm going to be picking that up. I think I'm going to skip the physical ver- or yeah, physical copy of Tamar Rising, but I'll be getting the Dead Tree version of uh, Empire because I think it's going to have my House Merrick stuff in there. The Ill Clan era. It's a nice Ostwar too. Yeah, no, I was I was a little surprised seeing Ostwar, and it looks to me like that's a stalker in the background, which would pretty place it well into the Merrick yeah. era area, I should say. You like that art, Denim? Or? Well, I love the art, and unlike Dustin, I don't care if it's my <laughs> faction or not. I'm getting the Dead Tree version. It's going to go on the bookshelf <laughs> with all the others. I got to read Battletech fluff books for book clubs, so I can only handle so much uh, <clears throat> rule books and uh, source books Oof. <laughs> for now. Uh, I GM so much that uh, I don't want to have to ah. be without a book if I need Yay, to have the to library it open. Yep, exactly. Yeah. When it at my fingertips. I don't know if my work would appreciate me like bringing the books in to read, like, you know, just stack <laughs> next to my actual workbooks. I'm excited. I can't wait to flip that one open because, I mean, that area is a little, uh, I don't want to say underloved right now. And like, there's a lot of mysteries going on about Bro, what's happening near there. Underloved. <laughs> oh, my Free Worlds League boys, I mean, they, they get supplements, they have their house handbook or whatever from. I don't know, maybe 89 or something. I was like 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I love, I've always loved House Merrick. That's good. That's good. 
But yeah, not much news. No, that, I mean, sometimes no news is good news. It means things are either being planned. I know uh, they had the Catalyst demo team agent meeting, so they don't normally have those and don't talk about anything, right, Denim? Cor- correct. Um, uh, I'm not at liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that I heard anything. However, start saving your money. There you go. You heard it here first. Save your money. <laughs> I mean, there are things that they have said on their on their AMAs, like there's going to be another Kickstarter. They don't know exactly when, but the last one was so successful that they're definitely going to do it. It's just, you know, what are they going to be offering? Y'all remember when we got that free capital, interest-free? We should do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you but, uh, can't blame them, right? They've learned, they learned so much from, from this last one, and everything should go much smoother. The actuators are greased. Yep. Gyro is calibrated. Wave one was a test run. Wave two was a, oh God, it's on fire run. Wave three, I think they found the fire extinguisher. Well, we'll find out. I'm excited. All right. But that's no like official confirmation. We have no dates. We have no products. So no, no, no. Well, this is uh, just, they, this is more they, of a, they definitely want to do a wave three. Not, in the AMA, they said they want to do a wave three and they want to do it this year sometime. Year just started, so we got another uh, another eleven months. Let's see what happens. Exactly, <laughs> it could be December. I wonder. <laughs> no confirmation. <laughs> no confirmation, but maybe Merrick will get a combat manual like Karita and Mercenaries. Oh, I man, <laughs> I would love for them to finish out that. Ser- I know they like you know things I know are bad there for a little bit, but I know nothing about the combat manual series. So, so. Uh, but it would so, be cool. Yeah, it would I, be cool. I would buy. I would buy the man, and then we could do our spicy, flavorful um, Alpha Strike games with all the extra rules on top, and see if we hate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, and let's move on some hobby mail. So this week's mail is essentially a continuation of our conversation last week of how to organize your battle mech collection and you know organize your list and everything. And listener Chris Grant writes, Hey guys, I was listening to this week's podcast and heard the part about inventory solutions. I've been looking for a while and haven't found a perfect solution, but did settle on Trello. It's a project management tool that allows me to create boards and templates for the different stuff I want to track. Mechs, box sets, clothing, etc. It lets me attach pictures as well as associate entries with other entries if you want to separate box set items but want to associate the individual items with the box set so you can kind of see everything in the box set. It's searchable, and I was able to put all my mechs in and can easily filter them to show a specific type of mech, like all my archers. It can be accessed via the web and has a mobile app. They have a free version that so far has given me all the functionality I need, and you can pay for additional functionality if you want. Anyways, I figured I'd throw it out there in case it helps someone meet their collection tracking needs. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, no, I've... I've seen Trello used for a lot of like more software development management, like tracking changes and planning like long-term things, but using it to manage an inventory is probably not a bad idea. What do you guys think? Well, I right now, right behind me, I have a Tupperware bin that has almost 200 mechs, got like 188 mechs in it. That's my organization right now. (laughs) (laughs) That would probably... Trello would probably be better. <laughs> Tre- Trello sounds... I-, I will totally check that out. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Um, 
Yeah, uh, Dustin, you actually looked at something and posted it on the Discord, and I think I I've did. I've like floated by it and I've spent like a couple minutes onto it. But why don't you talk about that? Yeah, uh, what was it called? Pile of Shame dot com or something like, or yeah. Pile of Opportunity? I think it was. Let me <laughs> Pile of Potential dot com. <laughs> yeah, um, it's great. You can put in. Yeah, uh, it's kind of open ended with the way you want to organize, um, mess around with it a little bit, and you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. There's like projects and then like collections or something. But anyways, you put your models in there, and um, there's little check marks for like, hey, I assembled the model, and then you can check that box, and and then I, you know, base coded it, and you can check that box, and then I painted it, and you can check that box, and then I based it. And you can check that box and it's complete. And then it's got a handy little percentage tracker um, that only com- like gives you dopamine for completely finishing the model, which that is the only <laughs> thing I don't like about it. I wish I got partial points for partially completing models. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I um, what do you think this is? Grade school? Come yes, on. I want I want a star participation. <laughs> means I nothing stickers for every step i complete but anyways yeah that one's pretty cool so yeah check it out if you want to um i just said it with pile, pile of potential i'm with you dustin i would like acknowledgement for every step i complete just to i need all the help i can just, get just to keep me going <laughs> you just need that uh, dopamine button like complete oh yeah oh, yeah thanks brain uh but, uh, you know, uh, like I said, thanks, Chris. We will definitely keep Trello in mind. I think that's great for, like, someone that's planning, like, a larger, like, I want to say more direct project, like, start to end goals. Yeah, but, like, this is my battalion. And, yeah. Yeah. But that that still would be great. So whatever anyone needs, there's probably a solution out there for it. And they just need to find it. There's an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I skipped it, but what have we gotten done for hobby progress? Let's start with you, Denim. Okay. Well, it's been um, the last couple of weeks have been pretty bad due to weather. Uh, it's snowed for a little bit. It was very icy. My What's girlfriend that ice for the last three weekends here. Yeah, it, it actually has been kind of yeah, yeah. Wild times for North Carolina. So my my girlfriend and I were trying to decide. You know, we wanted to do a date type thing. And um, I got some some books in the mail from the Catalyst store. And right now, if you order things, they give you free salvage boxes. Ooh. So she's like, why don't we just open up two random salvage boxes and I'll paint a mech with you? Okay. That that sounds cool. You're never yeah. going to say no to that. That's, I know. I get so free painted mechs. That's free real estate. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, she she painted hers because I, I do smoke Jaguar, but she painted hers um, clan fire mandrel. Oh, colors. Which new mechs did you guys get? Uh, she opened up the Viper or Dragonfly, and I got the Ice Ferret. So okay. they're both the uh, 40, 45 tonners. Go yeah, 8, 12. I was about to say, that's pretty comparable. Medium yeah. on medium. Yep. So, but instead of me painting in my, in my office where I've got like everything set up the way I like it with all the lights and everything, I brought it all out and we did it in front of the TV so she could watch something in the background. I don't mind listening to things while I paint, but I can't have like a TV on where I'm watching something. <laughs> it it distracts me. So as awesome as it was, it was not my favorite thing. Oh, it, don't uh, let her hear this. How I, could you? You lie. You lie, sir. You tell you tell the world that it was the best thing ever. Okay, look, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> no, I don't want honesty. 
No, no, you do. You do. That, the, the real reason <laughs> is, is that she painted the mech better than me. Oh, hers looks really good. So I will, uh, I, will post pictures, I will put pictures later, but hers, hers looks really nifty. Awesome. <laughs> Does she have a lot of experience miniature painting? No. It's that whole somebody who never really does it. Just like, Oh, did I do okay? I'm like, it's okay. No, it's really, really good. <laughs> <sighs> so annoying. So annoying. <laughs> No, it was great fun. Um, like that's not going to be a regular date, but uh, the fact that she would recommend that or suggest that makes me happy. No, that sounds awesome. I mean, and mechs that I don't have to paint. So that's the best part. That's yeah. the best part. Anything else, or that pretty much it for you for the last couple of weeks? Oh, uh, that's it for for painting. Like I've been trying out my um that that wet palette, but I've had a couple a couple games at the store, um, but nothing nothing above and beyond. That's fine. What about you, Dustin? What have you gotten done lately? I started up. I'm part part way through a Calliope. Um, what else did I paint? I I think I talked about my lance. I painted on the last podcast. Oh yeah, I also painted up a trebuchet. So filling out my ill clan Merrick house house Merrick stuff. Lots of new plastic, except for the Calliope. It's a metal one. But uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit of hobby progress. Um, Look at you. I think I assembled some Warhammer stuff, but we don't need to talk about that. So, no, no, it's hobby progress. It's the wrong hobby. It's, it's true. Hobby progress. But it, but it was progress. So, yeah, I have been steady painting, steady painting. Good for you. Little bit by little bit right now. How about you? What'd you get done? Oh, man. I got a lot done, actually. Like more than I was mentally prepared for, <laughs> I guess I should say. Uh, I signed up. Well, my. My Warhammer friends peer pressured me into doing a like tournament for them. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. Fine. Yeah, no, I was like, oh, I'd rather play Battletech that day, but uh, whatever. And I had to get a bunch of stuff painted. So I was like, okay, cool. We're doing that night before the tournament painting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm so well known for. I know, that's the worst part. Everyone knows I do it. Um, but I got a, a lot of Gene Steeler cult guys painted. I got a couple vehicles. I got like four characters painted, some bikes. It, it was a lot more. And I try to go with a simple, okay, what can I block off and paint skin? What can I, you know, hit with an airbrush real quick to put like some green template? So I actually got my stencils out and you know, kind of cut them up and put some stripes on to some flat spaces. And that really like, okay, it went from five percent done to fifty percent done almost instantly. Like it nice. it threw a nice place to draw your eye so it didn't really look like as unfinished as it probably was. And then uh then it snowed and then the tournament got canceled. So you know what? <laughs> it was we better for get- I was aiming for snow day. Like I'm not I don't want to say I didn't want to go, but I painted and was like, Yeah, this this is good enough for me. Come on, <laughs> snow. Come on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was what I did for non-Battletech. For actual Battletech, I did a whole bunch of stripping models, which is the first time I've stripped new Wave 1 and Wave 2 plastic for oh. a friend. What did you use? So I used, and this is where I like say my recommendation, I used a was it Purple Power degreaser. Oh. I didn't get the big big bucket, I just got like the spray thing and got them on into like a nice 
vertical volume rather than horizontal. So I was using not too much volume. And I left them for two days in like semi freezing temperatures and outside. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. Like I, I emptied it out and the paint just like poured off. I was like, oh, wow. Awesome. Now, was it the paint and the uh, primer came off? Or just- yes, paint and primer. I was like, this is gray plastic underneath. I used isopropyl and the paint came right off, but the primer, it didn't take the primer off nearly as well. Yeah, I don't, it's not that I don't trust isopropyl. I just also oh, know <laughs> from a chemistry perspective that it's weaker than you think it is. Oh. So, yeah, like I said, I I, I used the purple power before and depending on how thick they go on the primer, <laughs> it can work better or not, but this worked flawlessly. So I've got almost fresh gray plastic to work with. So That's awesome. I'm excited to get those primed. Hopefully that'll happen by the time this comes out and get some paint on. Cause I've got some fun things planned for these bad boys. That's painting models. That's stripping models. And I am working to get some artwork commission for, you know, this whole podcast thing so we can get some better updated things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. T-shirts. <laughs> buttons and full stickers. chest size tattoos I'm mean, actually stickers are cool I like stickers <laughs> it's like you know in Starship Troopers when they all get aboard the ship and they're yeah, like that from above yeah and they get just tattooed right on them they're pouring beer on it yeah that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> can't all stop right. me I'll, I'll make stickers for Dustin but uh, <laughs> but we'll video you getting a tattoo <laughs> <laughs> commitment uh, yeah, because, you know, I have such great commitment. <laughs> uh, all right. But no, that's uh, pretty much all for my hobby progress. So that is a lot. And I don't think, well, you got some games in, Denim. Do you have any memorable moments from those? How did those go? Um, it, it went well. Like a lot of it was the missions stuff that I do at the hobby store. That's the persistent, the players are our mercenary unit and I'm the GM. So the things that they do and earn from one mission go on to another and you can increase your pilot skills in your mech, stuff like that. Always very, very popular. I'm doing a couple changes to, to how I run it. So I was testing those out and so far it seems really, really good. No, that sounds awesome. And you didn't get anything in Dustin? Not, no, I no, no battle tech. No, no war gaming at all. That's, that's not true. I know you guys. No, I did. I did. You're just ashamed I mean, you to there. say it. You were there. Um, it's just that everybody was. It turned into a Warhammer day. But I need BattleTech in my life. Let me tell you what I especially want to get now that you know I have some of the Red Guide stuff that I uh, I want to run for my probably Free Worlds League lists. I want to get some of those new variants on the table, and I want to play an Ilclan Ilclan era game. Me too, man. Me too. And, uh, life. Life is just well. You've been out for a while, so oh well. That's yeah. Well, there's the there was the whole getting COVID thing. So there was that. But uh, but yeah, soon, very shortly. I think my brother will be. No, I don't think my brother will be in town next weekend. Maybe I'll get a game in with him. Whoa, some new stuff. Huh. New stuff, meaning Stone Rhino, Stone Rhino, more Stone <laughs> Rhino. It's been a long time since he played. Um, and he's going to go back to old reliable. <laughs> old reliable. <laughs> Wait, there's a stone rhino with 14 medium pulse lasers? I don't think it worked out for him, actually, because the stone rhino, surprise, is slow. Even those clan pulse lasers don't, don't reach out that far. But, yeah. Yeah, I just got Warhammer in, too, but we don't need to hear 
hear me yeah. about that. Yeah, no, I, I feel so much shame. <laughs> shame, shame. Uh, all right, so that's pretty much it for news, hobbies, and progress, and fan mail. I mean, we're locked and loaded. Yeah, we're getting ready for the new year. 2022 is going to be a good year. It will. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting a whole lot of stuff lined up for the podcast. So if you're listening, thinking 2021 was good, but not great. Prepare for greatness. <laughs> All right. So let's take a quick break, see what's coming in on the HBGs. And when we get back, we are going to talk about all the ammunition you can load. <laughs> all you could want and more. <laughs> more. Welcome to a new episode of Mech Bay Repo. Alrighty, I'm Mr. Kazrock here with the Kamosha doing a routine Mech Bay inspection. Now, so far, it looks like all your paperwork is in order, but I'm going to need to see your sweet Blake Almighty. Is that an exposed coolant leak in the middle of the Mech Bay? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's easier to just hit the drain plug when we're coming in, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. At the minimum, you need four-foot railing surrounding it, but... Sweet Tara's titties. Is that man firing that medium laser in the bay itself? He's, uh, doing a low-power calibration and checking the alignment against the, uh, barn door of a wall over there. Oh, Blake Preserve, man. Three days away from retirement. <laughs> Hey, boss, I finished stacking those Inferno SRNs just like you asked. I, uh, put them next to the incendiary AC bins under the reactor exhaust. You know, keep them warm for when we need them. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna slide this pile of coolant-soaked sea bills over to you and rethink my life choices. Uh, sound good? Oh, get me the ROM. The heavy ROM. And a little store news from Fortress Miniatures and Games. We've got Death Ray Designs that has some new 6mm terrain, the Power Grid, and Traffic Control set. These are perfect for throwing on bases or scattering around on a plane board for a little bit more flavor. They also have new mechs, VTOLs, and infantry from Stratos Minis for all your combined arms needs. But while you were waiting for your paint to dry, Ares Games and Miniatures has a full restock of all of the Battletech Legends novels, the new Grey Death Legion books, shrapnel magazines, and of course, more of those fresh plastic lance packs right off the dropship. Alright, and we are back. So, I'd like everyone to know that contrary to Adam Steiner, information is not ammunition. Ammunition is ammunition! (laughs) I tried shooting information at the clanners the other day, Adam, and it didn't do anything to him. It didn't work, my friend. <laughs> All right, so you like the tech, but now it's time to lock and load. But the problem is, is that there's so many options at the ammo buffet, and we're here to help guide you on this culinary journey of death and destruction. How exactly do you want to defeat your foes? We're going to give you a bunch of information about all of this ammunition. No, we're giving them ammunition about information. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. So, like I said, we talked about last episode about we're moving into the Civil War. And when when I say Civil War, quote unquote, I mean late clan invasion to Civil War because there's so many technological advances that from a tech perspective, I just throw them all in because you don't see a lot of them hitting the battlefield to the actual Civil War. So, so you're telling me that 
ammunition information is ammunition? <sighs> I swear. Don't don't anyone at me on this one. <laughs> a couple things that have changed on the battlefield in itself are we've just got a whole bunch of battle armor running around. It feels like every faction has their own flavor of battle armor. And now they're just jumping on mechs, shooting people in the face, swarming them, leg attacks, everything. So Critting out actuators. Oh, God. So, yeah. Battle armor everywhere. So tactics have kind of changed. I'd like to think that every lance now has a either a dedicated battle armor delivery system or a dedicated battle armor killing system. One of each. One of each. Yeah, but it's that's, definitely a consideration in your uh, Civil War era games. Like, if you listen to the battle armor episode, like, now you've got so many options and it's time to bring them. Another thing is now we have this little fun technological advance called C3, which means, yo, dog, I heard you like short range. So <laughs> I gave short range to your whole lance. Now you're hitting everything at short range. Short range for you at short range for you. Everybody gets short range. We are going to do an entire episode on the tactics and depth of C3, but now you just have an entire like smorgasbord of electronic warfare going around. Hey, does that mean that my ECM is actually useful for something? Not yes. just your ECM, but your ECCM and your ECCCM and even your <laughs> ECCCCM. And I don't know if angels and guardians are around yet, but there's those too for another time, right? Yeah. And then, of course, we've got all of our gosses because everything has a goss rifle now. So you got your light goss, your heavy goss, your normal goss. You're David Goss. <laughs> Sorry. My ER Gauss pulse laser. God. The day that that happens, I won't be surprised. But, <laughs> but, but, so you've got all this and you've got all the old tech that's just kind of seems left behind now. It's and languishing. Th- it's, yeah, it's just sitting there on your, you know, King Crabs and all your mechs that were the, in the prime five years ago. And they the just don't seem as good anymore. It's no longer... <laughs> So relevant on the battlefield. It is just as relevant as it was before, Dustin. <laughs> so this is when specialty ammunitions let you just get crazy with that customization all over again. Show of hands on the audio format. <laughs> Who has used a specialty ammo before on the table? Does oh, I Inferno have. count? Inferno does actually count. Yeah, that's right. Everyone has used a special ammunition if you used Inferno. So if you are allowing Infernos, it's the same section of the Total Warfare book. Uh-huh. Um, I've used um, precision ammunition in my auto cannons. I've also used semi-guided LRMs, which we will cover. Those are the ones that I've put on the table multiple times. I think I've tried a couple others out here and there. We've but, all yeah, used LBX used... auto cannons, and that counts too then. Yeah. You got your cluster munitions, right? That's special. Exactly. What I'm trying to say is... Special ammunitions are not this weird, all right, you need four books down and then, you know, pray to your game master and, you know. A lot of them are in the Battle Mac manual. Yeah. Like, you know? They yeah. are fair game. But... They're, they're, bring them. They're, they're there for a reason. Yeah. This is not esoteric, you know, uh, like you were saying, uh, strategic operations and, and all the extra heavy books from Battletech. Now, these are a lot of, not all of these that we're going to cover, but a lot of them are like right in the battle mech manual so yeah for those following along it's page 106 in the battle mech manual what specialty ammos do you not leave home without because well there is a lot of them so i think the 
big ones, of course, are, well, our two ammunition-using weapons, which are the ballistics, which includes autocannons and light autocannons and technically LBX autocannons. Technically. Technically. (laughs) And (laughs) the other side of the coin, which is the missile weapons, and that's pretty much your SRM, LRM, your MMLs, which we'll get to, you know, in a later era, and the clans version, which is the ATM, Advanced Tactical Missile System. Yeah, everyone's essentially got an option to use special ammunition. I can't praise enough how much it spices up those uh, regular generic autocannons. If you felt like your autocannon chassis were kind of feeling behind when you're playing those late Civil War games, do you remember the, uh, the special ammunitions? Makes them relevant even more than they already were. And it's nice that light autocannons can also use the special ammunition. Yeah, because, I mean, what is a light autocannon but... A redesign of the autocannon just using a little bit better metal. Like yep, I think it's slightly less range. Oh, it's it's a lot I don't know. I'm I, I don't like uh light autocannons, so I don't remember all their range brackets, but oh, I do I, know that they have shorter range brackets. And- I've only used a, a light autocannon five and I think it just goes from an eighteen down to a fifteen for its max range. So basically yeah. it turns into the range of a large laser. Five, ten, fifteen, right? Five damage, but it's it's significantly lighter and takes up less crits, and you can still use all your alternate ammos for it. The big thing about specialty ammos is you have to swap out the entire ton of ammo that your mech comes with. You take what you get, but you have to swap the entire bin. Yeah. So why, there's why there's no fifty fifty. All right, the first round gets to be this, and you know the rest gets to be my normal. No, no, you have to swap the whole bin. Because I have no problems with that at all. That's uh, yeah, it keeps it simple. Yeah, you can't split. Oh, I want a half ton and a half ton. It's nope, nope. That that's how the bin is designed on the record sheet. Keep it that way. Mm -hmm. Now, could you have two if if the game allows? I know some games allows half tons of any type of ammunition, not just machine gun ammo. So as long as it's two separate bins, you could do a half ton of one and a half ton of other. Oh, but it's still two slots. But crits. for some of the things, like why, why there would be no point because, like an AC Total 20, Warfare specifies a full ton, which scares me. Oh, uh, I was thinking of uh, tactical operations is um, thing about half tons, but that's that's fine. Like that's pack ups, though. Yeah, Once again, I'm still fine because I think <laughs> for a lot of the specialty ammo's for an AC twenty, you only get two rounds per ton anyway. Yeah, a lot of them round fifty percent round down. So, yep. So if it's a, uh, but not all of them, and we'll cover that. Yeah, it's true. Total Warfare specifies full ton, and when firing using a specialty ammunition, you have to specify which one you are using for each shot if you have multiple types. So, call out firing AC-10 with X ammo. It's just yeah. just common courtesy to let your opponent yeah. know what's going downrange. <laughs> and the big part is, is that you can only get one quote-unquote special effect with your ammunition. So, you can't combine special ammunitions with special abilities like Artemis or Streak or other type bonuses. Now, this doesn't mean targeting computers are immune. That's a not ammunition-dependent ability. All right, so what do you guys think of just, just the concept of, like, are these rules too restrictive? Are they are they free enough that you can do what you want? Yeah, they seem totally fair. Yeah, I've, I've got like no problems with the rules as written for specialty ammunitions. Uh, as a D&D player, I know all about min-maxing, and, and I think anything that gives you options but also controls the amount of, of shenanigans you can pull. Silliness. Yeah. <laughs> is relatively balanced. 
anytime there's more ability for me to customize my ride, I'm happier. Like for better or for worse, if I can put more flavor onto it. And like, are, you, are you telling me you like more decisions? It's it's a complex thing. If if I can <laughs> stick to one decision, and we'll get to that later, then it's great. Uh-huh. So it's like I know what I like, and if I want to do this in every game, like I can just customize. And now my X Mech is different from anyone else's X Mech. Just in the way uh-huh. of the ammo bins are filled with, you know, high explosive rounds that go off inside the mech rather than outside of it. So you're telling me in the Civil War area, you don't have to take your prototype mechs anymore. You can just fill your regular ones with prototype ammo. ammo. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something experimental about it. You just have yeah. to dig, strip back the armor to find it. But yeah, so I, I enjoy that. that. That's that's a big plus for specialty ammos for me. All right. So do we want to cover the first one, which I think everyone's probably familiar with with by this point let's go with the auto cannons just to start with because you know let's get crazy and we'll start with the lbx and that is the cluster ammunition which we've probably been using for what the last 40 40 years 40 (laughs) years and you know a couple hundred years before that pretty close you want a mech size shotgun so here you go i mean technically especially (laughs) ammunition Ballistics users felt bad for not having a cluster table. So welcome to the cluster table, boys. I think it's more like Chessex wanted to sell more dice. Oh, you can use one pair and just roll it a whole bunch. Or you can make a death box and rattle it until you're... Shaky, shaky, shaky. So your brain shakes in your head. Get all the attention from the local game store. I did just recently uh, felt my entire dice box of death. So it it just makes a nice little thud thud instead of a clacky clacky huh that's a great idea i might try that out i've been averse to the box of death because of how noisy but if you can felt it yeah i'll I'll show you i'll bring it i'll bring it all right all right all right so cluster ammunition i like said we're probably well known but you get a minus one to hit at all ranges and then it also gets the flak ability if it's targeting you know wing and ground effect and vtols and other airborne units so You get that sweet, what, minus two? Yeah, something like that. your minus one oh, or something? Oh, God. Yeah, it's insane. It becomes the anti-aircraft ammunition of choice. Oh, yeah. Bring those bring those choppers down. So if we only had one ton, are we switching to cluster every time rather than the regular Ooh. solid slug? It depends. Um, <laughs> Everything AC- depends. It depends. If, if it's an AC-10... I'd say a lot of the times, if I only have one ton of ammunition, I will still go with the solid because oh. the AC-10, the LB-10X is just a better weapon, as I've mentioned before. Yeah. It, it's smaller, lighter, better range. So I would use that one. But any of the other ones, like the uh, the LB-20X, I'll definitely, if I had to go with one ton of ammo, it'd be cluster. Yeah. Cluster ammunition is vastly more capable of producing feelings through silly dice rolls. So <laughs> I will always take my cluster over solid shots. And I love that minus one to hit. It is nice. You know, twelves and twos, baby. The more dice I roll, the more chances I get of tacks and headshots. So see for me, if I only have one ton, I'm almost always just gonna go with the regular solid slug. Okay. Like I and I mean, it always it, it normally works out. Like I'm just taking a limb off like rather than peppering the mech punching holes instead of sandpapering exactly but that's because most things that have an autocannon are my hole punchers not my sand blasters so Ah. it's kind of yeah it's it's tricky like that yeah 
But if I have multiple bins, oh my gosh, yes, I will throw a cluster round, a grape shot into there every time. Yeah. Because then you make the hole and then you fill the hole. <laughs> All you're going to get is <laughs> holes in you. In you. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, like I said, everyone is using cluster ammo by this point, so I don't think there's too much to say. It yeah. it is really a not I don't want to say an opening volley. It's a mid game to late game ammunition. Agreed. Do we think the LB two X cluster is worthless versus the LB twenty X cluster, or is that just a you it, get what you pay for, which is no, minus one to hit, minus one to damage? <laughs> I was going to say with the AC2, I would almost always go cluster just because of the the minus one to hit. Yeah. Because what's what's the difference between one point, two points of damage in in one point clusters or one two point hit is is like Dustin says twice the chance to get that double one double six. Yeah. I mean you're not you're not there to take you know, to do armor damage. It's just yeah, it's, it's there. not going to happen. Yeah, you're you're reaching out across the board for the the golden BB, and then you get to tell that story that one time you blew up a mech on turn one. It's the tickle, and hopefully you get a bad tickle. <laughs> so I would I would probably never go with solid rounds in an LB two X. Okay, All right. So that's cluster ammo. Like I said, it's, there's there's no like. I'm trading regular ammo for this all the time. Like it's much more situational and very much depends on how much ammo you have to spare. Yeah. And if I got two tons, I'll always, always take one of each for yeah. sure. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the regular and slash light auto cannons. So, Oh yeah. Going down the list. Let's start at the big one first. And that is armor piercing ammunition. So has anyone here used armor piercing? I have thought about it. Um, <laughs> It's but, pierced your mind occasionally. Well, yeah. So if, I'll, I'll get into the rules just a tiny bit here when you connect with your armor piercing ammunition. And this is one of the ammunitions that gets a 0.5 multiplier. Um, so you half rounded down. You're making a chance for crit roll. And it starts at 12. Basically, you're trying for 12. You get minus four to your roll. So you're starting at 12 with an AC2, minus three with AC5, and then so minus two for the AC10, which you're trying for 10s. And then, but yeah, basically with an AC20, you're trying to nine up for um, your crit on armor. So that kind of turned me off to the, just the probabilities of doing that. I should still try it out. I haven't yet. I will soon. So yeah. And if you hit, if you get attacked, so if you rolled snake eyes with your armor piercing, you make one at the, the, with the multiplier or the, you know, the minus four, and then you make a regular crit chance roll. And then it doesn't do anything special if you hit structure with it. So, but you know, there is a chance, an extra chance for feelings. So maybe I should take it for a ride, you know? Yeah. What do I you mean, think about it? I'll let you I go first. Then. Get, I was going to say, I don't think you're ever going to make it through all of your AC2 ammo anyway. So if you're taking half as many, since it gives you half the number of rounds per ton, yeah. you know, this, this is, this was made for you and your black. <laughs> I should qualify that there is a different kind of specialty ammunition that we will get to shortly that I much that I love. And that's probably why I never took this because I take the other stuff in place of this. But yeah, but yeah um, I should try it out. For I me, it out. I get diminishing returns as I go up in autocannon bore size. So I find armor piercing better the smaller the autocannon is. Just because of like tonnage, 
like I'm getting half the rounds rounded down. So yeah, a ton of AC 20 ammo goes from five shots to two shots. That's yeah. rough. That's pretty rough. I mean, if you've got, even if you have two bins and you're like, okay, I'll take my two shots to try to crit somebody out with an AC 20. I mean, that that's just a, and then you got what? Seven shots total. If you got two, two, two crits, you know, one regular and one um, armor piercing. That's, that's, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. If but, it was half rounded up, I could almost see it. But two yeah. rounds of AC twenty per ton is just—I—I I can't do it. You think about that's a, like a thousand <laughs> pound round flying out of the you're, big you're boy Volkswagen Beetles out of your Atlas, right? <laughs> so yeah, so that's my thought on the armor piercing round. I. I think its value goes is like perfect to the AC five, AC ten range. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that. That's where I have enough rounds that I can, and probably enough ammunition that I can. Because what are we talking? Like the average BattleTech game is between ten and maybe fifteen, sixteen turns. Yeah. On a, if you're if you're playing, you know, not as cagey as I'm. Yeah, really liking four to nine hours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you're trying to get stuff done and you're not like, yeah, yeah. Oh God! I have to pay for each blip of armor <laughs> in real money and time and blood and sweat. But uh, yeah, so uh, and little math tears. <laughs> so that's my biggest issue: is the you're trading so much. Like I'm not talking about C bill cost here. I'm just talking about rounds per ton. It's yeah. it's a hard sell. Yeah. So for the super big board, which uh, AC twenty is not a crit finder gun that is a hole puncher slash psr <laughs> i'm gonna take your face off gun yeah don't be trying to do other things with your ac20 it's got one job don't change yeah. it and it does okay, it here, great here's the thing josh armor piercing for the ac20 you get two chances per time two you fire it twice <laughs> yeah. you get to roll a nine a nine up like each time to see if you get a crit but if you go to the lb20x you get five so shots, <laughs> and each five shot you fire, you can have up to 20 chances to get the normal crit. Yeah, with with an average of 16. That's so, so if you're going to use armor piercing with an AC-20, just abandon that and go and go cluster rounds. There's no reason not to. Mathematically speaking, yeah. abandon you're an idiot if you do that. Embrace <laughs> grape shot. Embrace grape shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so that's armor piercing. Like I said, it's I definitely think it has its place. I don't think the go for the highest chance of crit is the chance you think it's it not is. The place. Yeah. yeah. It has a place. That's not the place. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our next ones and which I think you were alluding to, Dustin, which is caseless ammunition. Uh it was not, but Aww. um I frankly didn't know that caseless ammunition existed, but it's in the Battle Mac manual. And in while doing research for the episode, I was like, huh, look at that. I like this stuff. Um, so quick rules overview on caseless ammunition. If you roll your snake eyes, the weapon jams, you get um, a funky crit situation. That's like an ammo explosion, but it's not an ammo explosion. So just read the rule book. Uh, we won't go into that too much, um, but you, basically you suffer a less deadly ammo explosion or whatever. And it crits the weapon out and you get times two of the rounds. So all of a sudden the opposite of our AC 20 armor piercing um, ammo situation, we're looking at, 10 rounds per ton with a chance to jam the gun on ones on snake eyes. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, I mean, congratulations. You've 
gone to your ultra auto cannon for more ammo, which is yeah. The only issue is you can't switch. Like you, you have a dedicated gun now for caseless. Yeah, that's right. I didn't cover that, but you're right. Yeah, the the it's like I guess you could assume from the rules that's like abstracted that you get the whole caseless feed system in there. And exactly, you have to modify the gun to take the ammunition. Right, which which makes which, which makes sense, but right, yeah. Oh man, caseless, caseless could be like I don't want to say like you know angel descending from heaven to give more ammunition to players that just want to run through like shots but if you have one type of gun or not even one type just like two guns and you're like okay this one's my fire every turn ammunition's free and the other one's the regular slash special that that's great like do it yeah yeah that's right it doesn't get an ammunition explosion it just you you crit it crits it's you get a crit chance on the weapon so and then it jams or whatever and it 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 might blow up and then you might have to have your aztec fix it but um yeah and you can run you could safely run you know like your well not a shadow hawk because it's got other bins of other ammunition but you could run some sort of you run your (laughs) cartridgeless ammunition inside of your caseless mech devoid of uh, case system uh, to protect you from ammo explosions. It hurts. As is rough. So anyways, we'll move on. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you think about caseless? Th- so everything we talked about in the armor piercing round is the opposite <laughs> for the caseless <laughs> round, which is why I put them next to each other. So I think like to the old King Crabs and stuff, which are double firing, you know, AC-20s and big bore rounds and thus don't have a lot of ammunition. And they're they're literally like, the mech warrior is like counting out how many turns of ammunition he has if he fires and he just takes caseless. He's still got his AC 20 round. If he rolls a one, like he's got two guns most of the time. I I don't see problems here. He gets twice the ammunition. He's firing at long range. He's firing at short range. He's firing at everything. Always fire. (laughs) They're not, they think I'm missing. I'm firing for cover. (laughs) I'm firing at my friends. I'm firing at my enemies. I'm firing because it looks cool. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Denim? I I may have missed something. Did Did you infer that that you can have caseless ammunition and then you don't have to worry about case because the ammo doesn't explode? No, Dustin okay, was making a bad joke and I flew see. over most people's heads. You can I'm... you can use your caseless ammunition in your mech without case. Got it. Okay. Because because the ammo definitely explodes if you hit the ammo, but if the gun jams, it crits the weapon itself. Yeah. Not the right, ammo. right. Okay. Um, I mean... <laughs> the rules lawyers have entered the chat and are now listening. There, there are so many versions of the Hunchback that only have five rounds of ammo. This is a fun way to sneak in twice the ammunition oh. into those things. There's variants of the the hunchy that drops to one ton it just has one ton of That's ammo. Bad. Yeah. They specifically outline that this is like kind of for the hunchbacks. <laughs> oh, like I'm mean, pretty sure. Like I'm pretty sure I read that. that they're like, we thought about the hunchback when we made this with it's one <laughs> ton of AC 20 ammo and hunchback pilots everywhere rejoiced. I mean, yeah, I like caseless. I'm excited. I'm, I will try armor piercing to try it. I will take caseless because I'm excited about it in the future. It, it's one of those that the only reason why I don't want to take it is because the first time I tried an ultra auto cannon, the first roll was a double one. So the first time I go with caseless ammo, it will be a double I'm one. Gonna roll a double one right off, right at tragedy. The first time I used mask, double one. <laughs> <laughs> That's Look, tough luck. There's no risk. There's no reward. 
There was you no want, reward. You want extra <laughs> ammo? You got to pray to the dice gods. That's right. And sometimes they make... pay. <laughs> they hash for it in blood. I did not make the proper sacrifices. No. All right, but yeah, that's that's case of same ammunition. Like I said, I I think everyone's like, okay, more ammo, chance of dying. Count me in. Yeah. Right. So after caseless, we've got flechette, which is essentially the smaller shotgun <laughs> for the regular weapons. Rather than shoot out pellets, we shoot darts. I like to think of flechette as just like shooting chainsaws out of your AC tw- your AC cannons, because uh, it also does double damage to wood and jungle hexes. Right. Um, when I hear the flechette, I just go back to the Tukid book and the artillery man using flechette <laughs> rounds point blank on elementals with, you know, that are on top of the mech. And I was like, you know, and like two neurons just met each other and was like, I like it. Yeah, let's do this forever. Looking in the battle mech manual, I don't see anything talking about infantry, about full damage to infantry. Is that in a different place? Uh, page 140. Page 107 in the Battle Mech Manual. Yeah, I got Total Warfare. Okay. Oh. I mean, Total Warfare is Apply the standard damage value of the autocannon to conventional infantry as though the attack were from an infantry unit. Half damage to all other units. That that would be an oversight because the Battle Mech Manual is supposed to be lining up with Total Warfare. It 100% is, yeah. Because in in Battle Mech Manual, all it says is double damage against woods or jungle hexes, half damage versus all other targets round down. Yeah. Mm. All it says. All right, fellas, we're going to have to find out where the errata lies God, or whatever. I but. wasn't ready for FAQs on recording day. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But yeah, the Battle Mech Manual is still, it's supposed to be the same as Total Warfare. It's just less Total Warfare. So, Can we find the middle ground there? I mean, why not take, why not both? Por que no los dos? That's true. I don't, I don't see a problem. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you only bring, you know, your Battle Mech Manual, then maybe you don't use it. But I mean... <laughs> I will be honest with you, like, I've never used flechette ammunition, so, I mean, yeah, if it does two times damage to infantry, then clear out a platoon. I mean... But it doesn't, it just says full damage, not two times damage. Oh, it doesn't? Oh, okay. So, so an AC-10 deals 10 damage to a, you know... Yeah, flechette seems super situational to me, and dedicating a whole ton to basically, like, digging snipers out of woods... Or I mean, just, just taking the woods out is all it's doing. Right, just right. Because you have to target the hex terrain. Oh, you know, all I just realized why it does not state it in the battle mech manual about why is infantry. Because infantry are not in the battle mech manual. Hey, uh, there you go. It's uh, why are they going to refer to that in the battle mech manual if there's no infantry? We figured so, it out. Let's let's <laughs> go with the uh, total warfare. Hey, yeah. look at that. So my question is. So that would so an AC ten with Lachette would only deal ten damage to battle armor. Correct. It says unarmored infantry. Ah, oh, so so what would it do against? It would do half damage against five, battle armor. Yeah. It would do five points. <sighs> that damage. seems. I feel like we have a lore not matching up with the rules, and I'm for like one of the few times <laughs> disappointed. Yeah, like, I, I mean, wanted, I, I wanted to shoot darts at battle armor. Until yeah. they vaporized. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be I have I've I have participated in discussion on flechette ammunition. I have not used it, but I have done the armchair general thing before and somebody mentioned how they like to use it to, you know, get get snipers out of heavy woods hexes. So somebody out there likes it. I need to give it a try. 
I do not have a strong opinion because I have no experience on it, but it seems super situational for a whole ton of ammunition. I mean, I if you have multiple interest. tons, I, I mean, have zero interest in using any of any flechette ammo at all ever. <laughs> if I need something out of woods, that's what artillery or, or inferno in, rounds. Inferno, yeah, you can burn them out. And I if think, you need to kill infantry, that's also what inferno is for. So, I mean, I can see that this is the if you don't have inferno rounds or another infantry killing thing like you have a tank with an ac10 that's it and you gotta kill infantry well this is your one option we got a davian uh you know lance and we left our dervish at home so (laughs) so when it says full damage it means not divided by 10 like normal so it means it actually does 10 points to an infantry squad that is how i read it 20 if they're in the open I mean, that's not bad. All right, I changed my mind. Uh, There's your darts. Suddenly, your darts. suddenly, I'm excited. That is a long-range, uh, you know, poor bloody infantry clear right there. So Yeah, this damage is in addition to the doubling of damage against conventional in a clear hex. In addition, double the standard weapon, standard damage against wood hexes. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So your AC-20 will wipe a whole platoon plus the guys, you know, back home. So my my uh, urban mech who's in the in the city Ooh. just just there to clear out infantry. I'll hey, there you go. Not bad. Is it is it better than the LBX? Because LBX does some good damage versus infantry. Um, no LBX. You still roll on the cluster, and then you take that cluster and you apply the 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 damage division to it. This is way better than cluster. Oh, you don't get one. You don't divide after the cluster. You don't get one trooper per pellet. Now you're gonna make me look it up, right? <laughs> I ask because I've used it before that way. I'm like, take a shotgun and head cannon wise, it makes sense. But because um, my problem is, I've only got the BMM open and it doesn't do. Well, we don't have to go into the it weeds. Doesn't on it. it doesn't say cluster. It doesn't say cluster. It doesn't say cluster. It doesn't have the cluster. Raise my hands. I'm raising my hands. <laughs> Prove me wrong, universe. Heart says yes. Brain say no. Yeah, but flat or um, LBX cluster ammunition does have cluster tag. Correct. Yeah. Are we talking about the same thing? Anyways, I don't, I don't really actually care that much. All right, but. we're moving on. We spent too long <laughs> off the set. It's anti-inventory. Have fun with it. Have fun. All right. And... So next is precision ammo, which is the exact opposite. Yeah, this, and this, this I think is what uh, Dustin really likes. I'm going to yes. bet that. Yeah, Walk this was, was, Yeah, this is this is what I was talking about earlier. This is the reason I haven't taken other ammos is because I like precision so much. So precision lets you t- reduce a target's TMM by minus two to a minimum of zero. Now remember, folks, this is not a pulse laser. You don't get a flat minus two. It's only off of their target movement modifier. So. Um, you get your gyrojet stabilized ammunition to track those um, Savannah masters and, you know, choppers and other fast bug mechs. And uh, there's even a fun lore bit about a bunch of, I think, blackjacks, like, you know, using precision ammo to take down a battalion of like fast mechs or something like that. But anyways, I like it, you know, um, especially in your, you know, like it lets you, Nobody hates minuses to hit, <laughs> right? Like that's always a good thing. And fifty percent um, to your ammunition. So once again, I would not, like Josh said, I agree. I would not take this with my AC twenty, AC ten. 
I, if I had two tons, I would take one of precision, one of regular. So I had like 15 shots. That's fine. You know, when are you going to be playing a, a game that's longer than 15 turns? Um, campaign, pain, sir. Pain. Campaign. Campaign. Right. campaign play. I mean, I, some people would also call it pain, but you know. Yeah. Uh, but <sighs> AC5s and AC2s, like easy choice. This is the easiest choice for me. Precision. Talk to us, Denim. I can see you wincing yeah. over there. Not wincing. If I, if I was to do like a Solaris battle, I would totally use precision AC twenties because you're not, you know, you're just there to take out one guy. You get two rounds. You get two rounds per ton. You can get two tons to get yourself four rounds, and that negates two of their of their target modifiers. Give you that much chance, basically giving you against a faster mech a pulse AC twenty. I would sacrifice six rounds to to ensure better odds on hitting those four. But that's that's about the only time I would even think of using precision in an AC twenty. I think I think Dustin's right. I think this like the sweet spot would be like the AC five. Oh yeah. I mean I feel like the sweet spot for all specialty ammunitions is like the AC five, AC ten line. I think the AC twenty is good how it is and the AC two is it is Bad. what it is. <laughs> oh, We're getting caseless, caseless <laughs> AC twenty ammunition. But no, I know what you're saying. You're talking about. Um, but yeah, what do you think about precision? I'm I'm going to lean more towards the denim side. I mean, yeah. reducing a TMM by two. So we're looking at most five, six max, which is you know most of them. Yeah, it's the majority can at least get a TMM of two unless they're going through woods or something. Then you're dealing right. with a whole another modifier. But that's that's you know that's two better gunnery for free. You just have to give up three rounds on an AC 20. Like that, that's pretty good. I if like you it. Can, if you, you like can it? take an eight to hit and bring it down to a six to oh, hit. Instead, so good. I mean, yeah, that's free real estate. That's free gunnery skill. People. <laughs> you were probably going to miss those other three rounds anyway. That's a good way to look at it. That you're just, You've missed them already, and you're not going to miss them because you already missed them. Like, just don't waste your shots. Wait until they get in close, and uh, you know, blast away. Uh, but yeah, no, I think precision. Like I said, with the AC twenty, you get two rounds per bin. I feel like the sweet spot is is on the two tons and plus throwing two tons of that on two or. Two tons of precision, that's when you, I don't want to say get up close, because that's when you just go regular, when the, you're dealing with TMMs of like zero and one. But when they're moving, when you're still closing, like you might be in medium range, boom, now you're shooting like you were in short range against the same target. Yeah. So, yep. I like it. <laughs> it's it's the free real estate ammunition. You hear it here. <laughs> All right. So that's it for the Battle Mech Manual auto cannon ammunitions. So I think all of these are good. Like I don't think there's a bad one or just a one that's so superior than the other ones. What do you guys think? I will definitely try all of these out <clears throat> for sure. Except maybe uh, Flechette. Flechette's like the odd man out. Uh, like, if yeah. you're dealing with infantry. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you play yeah, group is doing combined arms. Say again, Denim. I was going to say you have to be dealing with a lot of infantry. Just a couple of infantry isn't isn't good enough. I would I would 
always rather take Inferno rounds than Flechette in almost every situation. Yeah. What if you're an enforcer and you don't have Inferno rounds and you're trapped behind enemy lines that somehow you have a free case, a free ton of... Somehow you still have rear armor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why I said almost. No, no, almost. I know. I, Flechette is like the so single purpose, but it's also very good at that purpose. So I at least appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I try them all out. Yeah. So sure. I I don't think any of them are always takes. I don't think any of them are hot, flavorful trash. Flechette's mm. just a super specific use, but it's so good at that that I can't really like blame it for it being it. It's not a phase, mom. Like I am a flechette round. <laughs> I, I liked your idea of a tank, an infantry killing tank. So not wasted on a battle mech, but in a vehicle. Sure. Man. I mean, a partisan tank with <laughs> a bunch of shots. Like, oh, God. Ooh. Ooh. I kill air and I kill infantry. And that one you get, like, if you had an AC-20, you, you would get all five rounds per ton. And that's 20 infantry dead. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So are we ready to move on to the missile side of the coin? See what those guys yeah. get? Let's do it. All right. So let's start with the odd man out for missiles, which is... You like to attach your propellant to the projectile instead of leaving oh. it behind. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about NARC and INARC pods, because they were kind of like a weird odd man out like even even in the ill clan era i don't think there's a lot of narc potting mechs like they they don't just throw them on to any mech like they do at mml or an srm or something like that yeah there's there's like some really um notorious narc like scout mechs i like feel like outside of that yeah you know um or was there's a omni um inner sphere omni mech i think that's the Owens does that have narc? Yep. Yeah. So it's, like, it's the Omni Raven essentially. Yeah, and um, I mean, I have used here, and here's my um, well, I don't know. Should we talk rules first, real quick? For what? For the narc. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Okay. Um, I don't want to go for it. <laughs> God, the I rules hate you so much. Yeah, so I'm less familiar with these ones, so I'll let somebody else take the lead on the narc, unless you really want me to, and then I can read what you wrote down here. I'll do it. Okay. All right. So, like we may have known, the narc once it fires, it fires like the sticky projectile that locks onto the mech in whatever location it hits. So if you hit something that's just about to, you know, fall off, then it gets that one turn of use, and then it's stuck on the ground, attached to whatever you hit. Right. But the location gets destroyed. That's the only way to get rid of the narc pod, right? Or something that, like that, and you can brush them off with an anti-swarming infantry attack. You can brush <laughs> one pod off of your lo- choice of location. Okay. If you, you know, roll well enough for that. Is there, like, anti-infantry, is there a chance that you're going to hit yourself in the face? I want to say yes. Probably. Yeah. I, I remember... Now I'm having to switch to battle armor tactics for that one, but I can speculate. Probably. That is the correct way to remove a narc pod. Slap yourself. Um, 
But yeah, Narc, Narc, Narc has really short range. It's like three six nine, if I remember correctly, right? It's, it's an SRM, yeah. Uh, range, yeah. Yep. Um, which is pretty spicy for your light mechs that don't have a lot of armor. You gotta, you gotta get in knife fighting range. Well, you've got a um, few big mechs, like you've got the uh, Exterminator, which has one, but okay, and the Kentaros and stuff like that. So you've got a, you've got a nice mix, but there's just not a lot of them, which is the bigger issue. Yeah. What were you going to say, Denim? I was going to say, I've I've used narcs with hidden mechs. So as a uh, mech came up, you don't get the hidden fire rules mean that you don't have to worry about the target's TMM at all. So you get a, you get a pretty good shot in close range. A narc them. And hopefully you're in some heavy woods. So at least you've got a, you got a little bit harder for them to hit you back. And then, and you, then bug you just out. run. Yeah. And then you run. <laughs> Yeah. And then you let all your friends with LRMs take out the target. Yeah. I mean, you get <clears throat> plus two to the cluster table, right? And a yep. minus one to hit. Yep. Oh, minus for one is for, for the INARC. So, yeah, okay. It's for enhanced. Yeah. So, it's. Um, so, that's the homing pod. So, that's the standard stock ammunition. That's, right. that's the cluster for the LBX, essentially, but for yeah. INARCs and NARCs. So, and I'm just at, I haven't, I've, tried the combo out before and i just haven't had it work out so i don't well it's so similar to to artemis right all you're getting is the plus two but artemis is like you have to put that on every single mech with you know and every single missile launcher on the mech that wants to use it whereas narc is like the cheap way if you're refitting Ah. a lance you only have to refit you only have to add the weapon to one mech and then you just have to make sure that you've got homing missile like you only have to change like the ammunition on all the other mechs you don't right. have to add any equipment so, so it's not for, heavier right like, for um role-playing or campaign wise type of stuff narc is way more efficient way cheaper than going artemis good to but know N- narc is in the battle mech manual so it is yeah <clears throat> so, so it's like narc also came out with the um helm uh helm memory core yeah, Helm, right? Yeah, yeah. This is old tech. Forever. Yeah, but so that's the homing pod, which, like I said, is the standard ammunition, which I right. felt like we needed to talk about. But if you don't want to do that, like you don't have a lance that is using all missiles, so you feel like you have one mech that has this option, and it it doesn't really truly benefit, which is I want to say the bigger reason to take a narc pod. You take the explosive pod, which rather than getting pluses to clusters of missiles hitting it it's just a big srm <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty fun yeah. yeah especially if um like you were saying you you've got sometimes when you're list building you like i've been i'm like crap this mech has narc and i don't want to exploit this or use this um great just throw the explosive pods in there and now it's just like a big srm right yeah that's you pretty cool i like options so anything options. where i can take an old weapon and add more Options to it, I'm very happy with. I like it. Yeah. So, like I said, you do four points of damage mm-hmm. with the regular narc explosive pod and six for the improved narc. So, it's not as good as an SRM, like for more weight and less ammo and all that. Like, it's a hard sell. Yeah. But it, it's it's uh, lemons lemonade with lemons, right? You know, yeah. yeah. So if all if all the mechs in your lance have are upgraded to Artemis, 
it gives you something to do with it. It's not a wasted. It's yeah. not totally wasted. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, I felt like I needed to touch on it. I feel like the narc is just such a, if you're not using that, then that whole mech with that option is worthless. No, just just trade it out for an explosive pod and just, you know, fire four damn, fire a bad medium laser at them. Yeah. With for ammunition. So, um, but so we go to the iNARC at least. So once you upgrade, you get a bunch more options because, you know, improve means all the better ammo. Yeah. Also with the Apple brand. So it costs more, you know, (laughs) Uh, iNARC. But the the charging port for it changes every six months. Oh, don't say that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so this is really when like, the narc pods become much more like a single mech with an INARC can do sole purpose in the lance and still be effective at it. Like, so the first one is we're going to have is the, uh, the ECM pod. And that's literally just slapping ECM onto a target. Like that's pretty fun. Yeah. And I wrote here, it must be jammed because jelly don't shake. <laughs> and only one man would dare yeah. raspberry me. <laughs> so, yeah, you're literally throwing a range zero ECM bubble onto a mech. If if you've got a streak boat, just fire this at them. Streaks don't work anymore, and they have to like do the anti infantry like shake yeah. down to see if they can get it off. And while they're doing that, you're firing at them. Streaks won't work. Uh, Artemis doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. C three won't work. Fire that oh, on a C three master. When we get to that, get right. <laughs> Pay your bills. <laughs> so yeah so it's like a non-damaging now they're paying for bv that they can't use which which i think is just as good as damage in most games yeah yeah all right it's it that's one of those things i mean it's a great concept but like you said it's it's bv damaging not mech damaging so if somebody built an entire force and you just go in there and hit them with with one of those, it negates so much of their battle value. It can cause, at the table, a lot of bad feelings. Yeah, I mean... I mean, everything can kind of cause uh, bad feelings, but... But but that yeah. that more than most. Yeah, that, that's the... Your, spe- your special ability has no effect on me. But I guess but I paid for the special ability... <laughs> if you can scrape it off, so if you have a chance to to fix that, yeah, and they don't just hit you with another one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, it it has a purpose. It is an option, and it's not a bad option. Which is, I feel like, the three key points in special ammunitions. So yep. uh, let's go to the next what, one. I would say, what else do we have? We've got the haywire pod. Haywire. <clears throat> So it's almost like ECM, but it just shocks them <laughs> and like it kind of disrupts their systems. So once this attaches, it gives them a plus one to all weapon attacks and tag. And because their computer's fighting off your, you know, haywire pod, they can't, that unit cannot spot for LRMs while it's attached. Yeah, I just imagine like your your uh, HUD just kind of doing that blurry thing where the crosshair <laughs> won't, won't uh, 
it, it won't stay on anything and and the range you know the, your little range numbers keep blurring out and changing to, to to letters see that's how you imagine it i imagine it as a giant usb that's fired and just like hits it and it's like windows update started in three two one two. would you like to save your work no 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 override override <laughs> um yeah haywire seems like fun yeah so yeah no no damage but we're playing more with the electronic warfare aspect so i i like the ability to like modify dice rolls one way or another either you shoot better or the enemies shoot worse like you yeah. said to him it's kind of a feel bad but it's not yeah, haywire. Haywire isn't as feel bad as to me as the ECM one, um, especially on a C three master. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I've that, shut down your entire communications network. That specifically, what is what's the feel bad to me? Uh, but we'll talk about that. Ignore, ignore me right now. We'll talk uh, about that with our with our C three um, C three episode or C three episode. Because then we can really go into the ECM, ECCM, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, I mean, for me, like I said, this is free. I don't want to say free free real estate, but you're making their gunnery skill higher, which means they're paying for more than what they get, which is... Yeah, battle value. It's it's a very meta thing to do. And there's not actually a whole lot of ways you can do that besides heat and, you know a few ECM things like this. All right. So next we've got the nemesis pod. All right. So now I've got to reread it. This is the one that, that turns all homing ammunition on, on the enemy team. Yes. So this is, (laughs) this is, Hey, those missiles you're firing. They're my missiles now. Yeah. This is like every 80s episode of anything with with like jets or helicopters that are that have homing missiles coming after them and they trick those missiles into going after the enemy instead. Right. Who yeah. fired them. Like this is so an 80s episode. <laughs> yeah. So there's a roll and if successful the missiles, the enemy missiles are diverted and they hit your target. On successful they go to the original intended target. And I mean, you, yeah, you get a plus one to to fire, but like, <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some rules interactions here, just um, that are interesting, and that's all I'll say. It's pretty. It's, there's a lot of verbiage here on this Nemesis stuff, but um, yeah, Comstar and Flash Word of Blake was really like, how can we mess with people and make them hate <laughs> us even more? Even more. <laughs> I get to see the the crate, the crate that the Nemesis pods come in like etched on the side is just why are you hitting yourself oh (laughs) it's just paint it's just whatever paint you're using for your mechs it just hits them and the guy turns around wait no it's me guys i swear (laughs) so these pods the einark Mm -hmm. this this to me is very much like on a special forces mech this is this is uh you mean the exterminator special that Comstar uses? <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. It's for campaign operations. You know, you definitely want to have a mech on your team that can do all of this stuff. And it's it's very flavorful in my brain, and I love that about 
things like like the Swiss Army-ness of of I the Einarch. Yeah. I, I love the idea of it a lot. Um, aside from the from the bad feels that it can give, like <laughs> like in on the actual tabletop game playing against other people, the idea of this, I really, really love it. Yeah, I mean, th- these are almost beautiful for campaign play, like where you have yeah. one dedicated electronic warfare guy, and he's just like he's got special roles that like are either homebrewed or just like from his manual. It's like, hey, I don't do damage, but I debuff the entire enemy's force. Like I look exactly because most mechs that have have inarks and stuff have multiple tons of pod, so they're not just going in with four tons of homing pods. No, they're, they're going in with a homing pod to like hit on a few key targets and then an ECM to tag and then haywire nemesis. Like they're, they're taking whatever they need for the mission plus all the other options. Yeah. Because the iron, iron arc gets five different pods that it can take. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. What about you, Dustin? Uh, another thing I'd be definitely willing to try. It looks like fun. Oh yeah. Um, especially for that, you know, special operations narrative game. Like, come on. Yeah. Definitely That's make fun. people rage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to hit you. I'm overheated. I'm haywired. I'm nemesis. I just want to play battle deck. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get out of the pods and get back to the ammunition. Yeah. Let's go for, uh, Back to a common one that I think everyone's used, and that is the Inferno rounds for SRMs. So they don't do any damage. Unlike the Flamers, which have your special rolled denim, don't worry, I'm remembering you. (laughs) (laughs) But instead of damage, they do two heat. What they do do damage to, and a whole lot of damage, is infantry and battle armor. So they kill three infantry per every missile that hits and they kill one battle armor for every three missiles that hit. So yeah. think three to one, just remember infantry is the three and then the battle armor is the one. So, but also they get automatic crits on vehicles depending on where Man. they hit. Yeah. Auto critting vehicles with Inferno SRMs is like mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, it really is. Um, but yeah, Infernos are great. The, the guys I play with the missions campaign, they have learned to love Inferno uh-huh. be, because of anti-infantry and, and the vehicle crits. Anti-vehicle. It's, like they just, they just do work good. on combined arms. Yeah. It's very much an all-purpose round. Like, yeah, you're not doing damage, but two heat, depending on how many missiles you're firing. Like yep. you can, if they do their math wrong and they don't expect you to fire infernos when they think you're firing heat, like there's that little bit of mental game. Yeah, you can overheat a mech. Like he can, he can yeah. overheat himself. He could ammo explosion. He could shut down. Yeah, and I'm, I've played against um, plenty of inferno too. I've like like we were you were talking about with uh, Kurt. You know, he loves to take the javelin with one ton of regular and one ton of SRM. And um, he sent a javelin after like it's my a javelin. Classic... <laughs> Thank you. Javelin. It's a javelin. <laughs> the javelin. He sent his javelin after my like classic victor. You know, that's like such a grudge match with me and him. I'm 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 always bringing a victor or whatever. But you know, he'll shut down all the rest of the we- the auxiliary weapons on a victor. I can like basically only shoot my AC twenty or you know some of my lasers and stuff um, with Inferno. So it's 
Good against mechs, good against vehicles, good against infantry, good against armored infantry. What's not the love? Yeah, nothing. The, it's it's the perfect missile. It's great. Even the dumb Shadowhawk that I love so much, I always <laughs> take that SRM two in its head and put Inferno rounds in there. Yeah, <clears throat> always good stuff. Yeah, no. I'd, if I only had one ton, I probably wouldn't switch. If I had two tons, I would definitely have one ton of Inferno. Oh, all ton is yeah. fifty rounds, but the Shadowhawk does not overheat, so you don't have to worry about the Inferno rounds cooking off because they do cook off at a lower heat temperature than yeah. other ammo. There's a special table uh, for that, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not perfect, but they are good. They are good. All right, so that's that's really the only like Battle McManual SRM one, if yeah. I'm correct. Yeah, so I think everyone realized that SRMs are just really good. And they don't really need a lot of special ammunition. Like everything they try, it's not as good as just those two. So yeah, they they do have some other special ones, but those are like on the pedestal, and everything else is just kind of bowed down beneath them. Um, you can you can have narc equipped SRMs. Okay, what? Yeah. Yes, you can have narc equipped SRMs. And Artemis equipped Artemis Five. Yeah. So SRM. like, I'm I'm sorry, I don't consider those like special ammunition. Those are just upgraded. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. No, we we can talk about it. We can talk about it. I mean, yeah. Technically, Artemis ammunition is upgraded LRM ammunition, but it's like it's the same thing. But it's it's like it's just now usable with that system. The ammunition doesn't get the bonus. Yeah, I think of it as just like the more expensive missiles you have to buy for your fancy, um, you know, computer guided missile system. Yeah. Um, not like your hot swap on the field, right? Yeah. Right. I guess these are your more easily swap, but like literally like when I'm going to play a game, um, you know, I mean, discuss this all with your opponent or whatever, but like you can just, you're like, Oh, I'm going to like, I'm swapping out this for a ton of this. Like you can, you can just cross it out on the record sheet, especially if you know the rules or if you consult your battle deck manual, um, for all the stuff we've covered so far and you can just switch it out. It's a hot swap. Yeah. Right. But if you're doing campaign, you've got to remember that almost all specialized ammunition is twice as much as regular ammunition. Be expensive, fellas. Wait, seabills aren't free? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, Artemis and, you know, all that. Uh, all right, but yes, let's move on to LRMs now. Let's do it. All right, so let's start out with the weird one, which is semi-guided missiles. Yeah. And these are these are like a free worlds league um, thing. So I've played with <laughs> semi guided LRMs. Um, they're bonkers. They are so good that you have to pay BV for them. That's how good they are. Um, so yeah, if you're um, if you get the if you get a tag on your target, you like just ignore everything. Basically, you ignore like you ignore the TMM. TMM. So you ignore penalties for indirect fire. You ignore terrain, and you ignore spotting modifiers. I mean, yeah, that's insanity. Basically, because there's the, there's a pilot special pilot ability in the campaign operations <laughs> called oblique attacker. We're not going to get on the oblique attacker, right? We're not, except for I just want to say that semi guided. <laughs> if you can hit a tag target, semi guided is better. It gives you better odds to hit than oblique attacker because it also ignores TMM, and oblique attacker does not. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, these it's, 
these are better than oblique attackers. <laughs> and anybody who knows what I'm talking about, you know, take that to the bank. Yeah. But they do um, cost a lot more C-bills. Like, that is they, the penalty. C-bills and BV. And battle value. Yeah. Yeah. They, so, all, all the ammunition we've covered so far, I think, I'm pretty sure, um, you don't have to make a BV adjustment for them. These... Um, you you do. And, okay. And we'll, we'll explain that later. But basically, the, the BV cost is on the unit with a tag. You take all the other units in the lance uh-huh. that have ammo that uses tag... For things like that, and you and you add it to the tag equipped mech as BV for it, oh, right? For for tag stuff like tag affected ammunitions, is ammunition. That what you're yeah, okay. it's okay. it's it's a it's crazy. BV is definitely something you want to use something like Mega Mech to to figure out for yeah. you. Yeah, let the computer do the math exactly. for your computer missiles for yeah, you. Yeah, semi guided is like I. It, it is, I have to, um, I can't hot swap that on game day. I have to build it into the list ahead of time. Um, and you want to include the tag, right? The tag unit so you can actually use your ammunition. But yeah, it is It is totally insane. Um, and all of a sudden you're, you know, the best of situations with an indirect attack, you're typically rolling like nines with yeah, an indirect LRM like attack. It, like you can't get much lower than nines with regular pilots or maybe even three, four. Anyways, the semi guided just turns, you're like, oh, I'm rolling fives to hit with LRMs, like from an indirect attack. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I mean. What's not to like? Exactly. Like C-Bills and BV, like those are practically free. I mean, just ignoring, you're ignoring four th- penalties to hit. Like, that's insane. Like this makes precision ammo look bad in comparison. <clears throat> and this is like, since we're in civil war era, um, don't put tag on, on mechs that are just going to get blown up. Say, say you're fighting against clan, you know, some, some really high BV force, you know, don't use mechs with tag to try and spot for them. Just put a bunch of infantry in woods. Yeah. Super cheap. With it's tag. going to take them a couple turns to to kill those infantry, but the infantry are tagging them every turn, <laughs> and you're going to wear them down before they take out all your infantry. Yeah. So semi-guided, possibly too good, needs nerf. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. The only problem with tag is it is that you can't fire it as a hidden unit. If you're firing tag, it's considered firing a weapon, so you reveal yeah. your position. There's no Maybe. secret tag. Yeah. You resolve tag attacks like any other attack, really. Yeah. It's a gun you shoot. <laughs> yep. It just happens Laser to gun. come in its own phase. It's yep. really weird. Yeah. Like before the attack phase, because technically you, you see if you tag the stuff and then you shoot the rest of your stuff. Yep. That, yeah. All right. So yep. let's move on to another specialty LRM, which is Swarm LRMs, which were one of my favorites in, you know, the video games. <laughs> right. These came out. I remember when these came out, and then, uh, like I said, they disappeared from the BMM. They went to to the to the tactical oper- tactical operations book. Oh, they were in the BMM for a hot minute. They were never in the BMM. They oh, okay. Were in, they were in uh, the first place I saw them was the technical readout thirty fifty that had all the the cool clan invasion stuff. Basically, yeah. the uh, the Helm Core editions for Inner Sphere, and then the the clan. Ah. The clan stuff. 
So, you know, the, just the um, Ultra AC-5 and LB-10X, none of the other special auto cannons, but it had the swarm missiles and and it's not in the battle mech manual. So it got changed to uh, to not tournament legal. Ah. It is in mega mech. Like it is, if you just open and go to configure and go, it is an option. So it's... Well, mega mech has almost everything from tactical operations in it. Oh, but it's... It does not have the weird stuff, <laughs> like the weird stuff, but this is an option. So if you're doing like a mega mech battle, it is a default option. Like, okay, th- that, it's- yeah, that's the weird part. Cause it's, it is the ammunition that's on the weird. Like, is this legal for some things? Maybe is it for this yeah. one? Definitely yeah. not. No. If you're looking for the really weird stuff from tactical operations, you have to go in and toggle those switches on in mega mech. So, but it's interesting to know that swarm is just a default option yeah. in there. So what does swarm do? So swarm is essentially, Hey, all those missiles that missed, would you like to keep going and hit something? for all the missiles yeah, yes, I for the whole cluster. I'm going to use the cluster. Yep. So once you fire a volley of missiles, any that miss your original target, are treated as a second flight of missiles, essentially, for a target that is in an adjacent hex. And, I mean... So when you've got that melee bunch all in the middle, and you don't care about your friends, you fire all these... <laughs> it, it doesn't care if it's friendly or, or enemy when yeah. they miss. Yeah. It just locks on to the next mech. Yeah. So that second volley is considered a secondary attack so for purposes of modifiers and all that, but that's still not bad. Like... If you do have like a whole bunch of things that are, you know, running next to each other and trying to like death ball. Yeah. Conga line. Yeah. Just, just throw the swarms. And it's like, okay, statistically I won't hit everything in my cluster, you know, two to 12. But if I get those missing missiles to hit that, that's at least better. Like I'm getting more of my missiles to hit, which is, is nice. It's it's something any lance with the uh, archers, catapults, and longbows desperately needed. <laughs> yeah, because oh, I believe these came out like before any of the Artemis things. They they were just trying to find a way to make missiles better against the clans. Yeah, oh. I mean that's in lore. Swarm was a Star League tech. Yes. And of course, like all Star League tech gets, you know, destroyed and rediscovered or reinvented and, you know, same name. But 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 the reason why it was put into books was to say, wow, LRMs are not doing well, but we don't <laughs> want people to not use them. Exactly. Let's come up with something really cool. Yeah. But the best, there's, oh, I was okay. just going to say, but also if you miss that whole first volley, you get to try again with that second target, which it, it that is so nice. Especially if it, like you only need fivers or sixes to hit and you roll that four, they're not completely wasted. Yeah, which I think is, I don't want to say LRM should just work like this in general. Like, hey, target things that are nearby if you miss. Like, enemies over there, just do things over to there. But to whom it may concern is written on all swarm missiles. <laughs> and are those like, Ton for ton, uh, or are they? I'm they pretty have? sure they're ton for ton. Cool, I think they are too. Yeah, and what is it? Swarm improved missiles. Um, just get that plus two to hit 
when they target a friendly unit. So, uh, so make it harder some to sort of yeah some sort of IFF uh, circuitry added in there. Yeah, so it it can be dangerous. Don't trust your swarm missiles. It's it's to whom it may concern, not to to enemy it may concern. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's swarm. I like swarm from a nostalgia perspective as well. So, and yeah, ammo is is one for one. So cool. a ton is a ton. Yeah, not many of the missiles do the weird Multiply. half ton. Yeah. I, I, I think that's just because so many mechs only have one ton of missile ammo. But let's move on from the swarm, which is, you know, legal-esque. <laughs> All right, so we've got frag, which is the LRM equivalent of flechette. Yeah, <laughs> roll damage to infantry. Uh, you don't need to roll damage. on the cluster table. So right, LRM 5 is... against woods and jungles. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're just, fine. I mean, that just... It's, just like Flechette. It's just like Flechette. Like, that is the best way to say it. No cluster oh, table. Not not just like it. Flechette does half damage to everything else, and frag, ah. fragmentation missiles oh. do zero damage to anything yeah. else. <laughs> You're right. It's worse than Flechette. <laughs> they didn't know how they could until they did. What do you think, Dustin? Are you ever going to take a frag ton of LRMs? Probably not. <laughs> What about on your grass? What about on your grasshopper with this single LRM five? Because the original <laughs> model is the best model. Why are you gonna, man? Let's <laughs> take a guillotine. Um. Anyways, Aww. if my grasshopper had an auto cannon, so I could put both flechette and fragmentation, <laughs> and just had it go around looking for infantry. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I would switch it out. Um. In that. Yeah, because what do you do with that LRM-5? You're not going to put semi-guided. You're not going to do swarm. You can do thunder and get little tiny landmines. <laughs> you, but the the landmine 5 roll is like pretty hard, right? <laughs> it's an LRM-5, man. Yeah. yeah you, Even that's only going to do five points to, to infantry. You get what you pay for. So yeah, frag. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Try it out on that old grasshopper. It's flechette for missiles. P.S. Don't put it on the grasshopper. That's the but, advice for the day. If you ask Kurt, he will tell you what you're actually supposed to load into the LRM-5 on the grasshopper's head is smoke. Yeah, so the next ammunition is the smoke LRM rounds. And the best way to describe these is, would you like to shoot light woods out of your (laughs) LRM-5? Yeah, so depending on the size of the cluster, you get more, like, you get more smoke. And uh, you target the hex, so you can lay down some cover. Um, you even get like, I think there's even like light and heavy smoke. Yes. Um, and it goes away after a couple turns. If you're playing with wind, it can drift, it can dissipate. There's, there's a whole yeah. other thing just for smoke rules, which yeah. I almost don't want to get into just because <laughs> it's like its own thesis on the yeah. physics of Battletech smoke. Yeah. We don't need to go into it, but you know, it's, a, it's an option. You can use them to lay down cover, you know? And honestly, smoke, especially if you're dealing with, with uh, wind speed and drift, it just it makes a Battletech game that would normally take an afternoon take a full weekend. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is um, MMO rules, which stands for Mega Mech Only, people. Oh. <laughs> I like that. I read yeah, that yes. it's Moo for a second. I was like, why is it Moo? It's massively multiplayer? No, <laughs> Mega Mech only. Mega Mech only. 
Oh, you want to play with smoke? Sense. Yeah, only on the computer. Sorry. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go over that stuff on the on the Mega Mech episode because there's a lot of MMO, a lot of move oh, to go yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is a there's tiers with most things in BattleTech. I think the the light duty like the the tournament legal smoke rules are not too bad. No. Uh, no. But anyways. But I think the smoke LRM rounds are cool because. They kind of relate back to the Einark, all non-offensive, but all defensive. Okay, so thinking. <laughs> oh no, we got denim going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Once again, here we are in the in the Civil War era. We're using more combined arms. We're we're using uh, artillery. We're using landmines. If if I'm defending a position and there's some really good woods cover. Not only am I going to mine the hell out of that, but I'm also, <laughs> when you're using artillery, you get to choose five hexes on the map that always hit. You don't have to roll for scatter. I'm also going to do the heavy woods and, and good light woods groups oh. to start, to start. you know, if somebody on the other side tries to take cover in there, they're going to take a lot of damage. Smoke would let them put out uh, woods hexes wherever they want it that I haven't already mined or locked in with artillery. Yeah. So that's, that's what I would use it for. No, I would, I would definitely like throw this on like cheap inventory and just like smoke you, sir. (laughs) No smoke you. No, I mean, like I said, smoke's good. It's not, I wouldn't be would, changing tons out for it for like dedicated offensive systems, but the single LRM five for a grasshopper, I could be persuaded to. I would put smoke in there way before I would put frag. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it for our battle mech manual and battle mech. Legal, maybe, but not really LRMs. <laughs> so that's enough for uh, Inner Sphere. Let's go over to clans real quick because, you know, once again, they feel left out because they have real ultra quick. auto cannons and LBX, which, guess what? You can't use special ammunitions in clan ones. Technically, LBX are cluster, which is special. Ammunition. Yes, yes. yes it, it is a weapon with its own dedicated special ammunition. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like falls in that. Uh... Artemis well, actually, <laughs> actually. Uh, <laughs> um, but ATMs are new. Yeah. So the advanced tactical missile system. So clans felt, you know, kind of left out. They, they thought they weren't doing enough. So well, they didn't their no minimum range LRMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like they're like our missile systems aren't efficient enough. We want to fire everything out of one. Uh. So this is a Clan Coyote tech, and essentially it's got three different types of ammunition. And that is, you got your standard, your extended range, and your high explosive. So they made damage one, damage two, and damage three missiles. <laughs> yeah. So your standard your standard missile, missiles have the same range bracket, if memory serves, the same range brackets as regular LRMs. Um, Pretty much. Yep. The standard, yeah. standard goes up to... It, it's pretty much yeah it's 5 10 15 with a minimum of four so clans now have a minimum range 
but it does two damage per missile. So they kind of did a weird combine SRM with LRM. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, what? Like, give, yeah, the whole give it to me, Denim. Give me, give me missile, three missile. It's still done in groups of five cluster, though. Yes. yes. All of the ATMs are still done in groups of five. So if you hit yeah. two high explosive missiles, which do six damage total, don't ask me how, but the math says two. Almost two missiles hit one location, and a little yeah. bit of that other missile hits somewhere yeah, else. These are not these are not three damage um, SRMs. They are just you add it all up, and then you divvy it up into blocks of five, cluster five. Um, so let's go back. So, like I said, standard and extended range have minimum ranges of four, so they are dedicated, not short range missiles. Mm-hmm. The standard goes up to fifteen in brackets of <coughs> five, ten, fifteen. Pretty close to an LRM and then the extended range is 9 18 27 which is insanely long <laughs> like a medium range of 18 is i mean that's that's a inter- that's a regular ppc range right so that is that is a 16 by 17 table like <laughs> like that is a map sheet is medium range yeah Long range is diagonals of those map sheets. <laughs> uh, at one damage each for the long range. Yeah. The and then, extended range, sorry. And then the high explosive is minimum range zero. Short three, six, nine. So it's just like an SRM with plus one damage. Three damage. Which clusters of five. So all right. This is this is what I want to say is the hard one because <laughs> a lot of the clan ones only have two tons to yep. give. Yep. So they have they make you pick between standard, extended range, and high explosive. They make you pick between damage one, two, or three. Um, what is I've, your go-to? Like, what is the always take one of these? I always take high explosive. As we all nod, yes, damage good, yeah. big number damage good. good, big number. I mean, I have... People get in your face, you've got that, that three damage, uh, no minimum range. I mean, I've rolled like 50, 50 something damage with high explosive rounds. So that's never a bad thing. The first time I ever encountered ATMs was against you, Dustin. <laughs> we didn't play a one-on-one, but it was in one of those early right. uh, CDT missions that I did. And you had a shadow cat, I believe. I did have a shadow cat. That had ATMs and you used standard and HE against me to devastating effect. <laughs> They are, uh, they're crazy good. I love, uh, yeah. So usually my loadout is standard in HE. I don't care too much for the ER, um, because that's what regular clan LRMs are for without a minimum range. So, um, I don't need 27 hexes at long range. 18 in medium is nice, but I, I, I feel like there's so much overlap for me and, you know, I play on feelings. So, um, yeah, if I got three tons, I'll take one of each probably. But yeah, if I've only got two tons, it's standard in HE all day long. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Josh, have you played with them? I have. I actually play with ATMs a lot. Yeah. Um, what do you do? I, I always take standard and high explosive because I'm only normally playing on one map. Like one map sheet, one sixteen by 17. <laughs> like, and just take not, number one. I'm just running, like I'm just sprinting that first turn because there's no point in shooting they can't shoot i can't shoot nobody's shooting so there's no point to like get do, in do 
okay, am I within 17 X's or 18 X's? Like, no. <laughs> Josh, how do you play on only one map sheet? I couldn't, I, I can't play on anything less it's than It's perfect two. for like a lunch table at somewhere. Then don't use Clan Max. The ranges are just too big. Josh is like, your first mistake was assuming that I was playing the range game with Clan Max. That's true. <laughs> I was like, Excuse me, sir. I wrote the book on brawling with Clan Max. <laughs> they still teach my course at NAIS. <laughs> uh, it's true. <laughs> I learned that lesson once. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I feel like you should always take a high explosive. And then you have to look at, okay, what kind of field am I looking at? What other things are in my Lancer star? Like, But standard will win out, I want to say, two times for every one time the extended range wins out. Just yeah. because, yes, the extended range is almost always going to get that first volley or two. And then, then you just have to be committed to high explosive. Yeah. ATMs no, come in like weird amounts too. That's like, what, what I was just about to three, say. Five, seven, twelve or no, something. No, it's three, six, nine, twelve. There yeah. you go. Okay. Um so, so yeah, man, twelve missiles at three damage a missile. That's gross. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um have you used them, Denim, or have you just uh, No, I've I've only played against them. Okay. Do you do you look forward to using them? Are you oh, gonna bring Yeah, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is something that I will definitely use. Yeah, one of my favorite um late um era mechs is my um Warwolf, which is you know, ATMs large pulse lasers or laser. Um it's great. Two ATM nines. Anyways, ATMs are cool. Bring them. <laughs> All right. So on the other spectrum of ATMs <laughs> You want advanced tactical missiles? No. You, you don't get dumb. advanced missiles anymore. Would you like quantity over quality? <laughs> Let me introduce you to the MRM, Josh. Yep. So going back to the inner sphere here. That's right. Because we've got long range missiles and we got short range missiles and we got medium? medium range missiles, which just fires a ton of dumb missiles just in the forward direction. Uh, my first experience with MRMs was MechWarrior 4, Vengeance. <laughs> I was like, what are these missiles? They just go straight. <laughs> That's right. No tracking at all. Yeah. So um, what that means, though, in game terms, is it's a plus one to hit always. But yeah. you can fire them in groups of like, what, 40? 40, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're... they're um, they have uh, MRM 10, 10 20, 20, 30, and 40. 30 and 40s. Yeah. Yeah. So 40 is a lot of missiles. <laughs> you, you know the gif of like Megas XLR when Coop goes, you know, missiles, missiles. more missiles, more flips the switch, all the missiles. <laughs> and now these, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, that's what these are. The problem is just like that, they don't all hit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like that anime cloud of missiles that comes out and just, just swirls everywhere. Yeah explosions everywhere and then the hero comes out with almost no damage yeah uh they like lrms do one damage a missile but are grouped into groups of five but like i said one of them can fire up to 40 yeah um i have a chimera painted up for my legion of vega i play in you know civil war in later eras and i love the thing oh and, and it's got that mrm i love yeah. it yeah I, in my Karita Lance, I have both, like, on the table, in metal, I have both an Akuma and an Odachi. Yeah. 
And they both have multiple MRM launchers. Yeah. So um, they miss a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but when they hit, you know you've been it's hit. fun. Yeah. Uh, well, on the Nodachi, Nodachi, uh, I'll go over this later. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah. I, so, it's in my lands below. Uh, so I think you can tell that Denim and I like them. Josh, what do you think about MRM? I've only ran them on the Shayu. And uh-huh. they're good, but they're not as, like, you look and you think, Big, big missile, big cluster, big damage. And it doesn't work out like that on paper. Oh, yeah. When you average it all out. As long as you can convince the enemy that that's what's going to happen, then they stay away from your Ah, mind. It's all about psychological warfare. I did better with my King Crab with its regular (laughs) AC-20s that game than I did with my Shayu with MR-40s. Because, you know, me as a Karita player, I'm all about the... uh, the psychological warfare. They were much more scared of the AC-20s than the MRM-40s. <laughs> Wait. Well, it, that's because you had a king crab. But if you didn't have a king crab, you'd need something to scare them away. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd say that's the bigger issue. Is like, okay. I mean, they do get better. You do get the Apollo fire control system, which, you know, is later tech. And I know you're like, well. But. Is it better? Like, we'll talk about it when, when the jihad comes around. Yeah. <laughs> But plus one to hit is hard. Like you either have to offset that with gunnery, but eh. yeah, it's hard to roll less than eight. You're, you're like looking for almost always eight and up with your MRMs. It's, it's tough, but if they were a clan weapon system, I would probably be, have a different tune. Like, like the heavy lasers. Yeah. If they ignored something, like if I got the penalty for like, okay, these, do something else but that's just me that, that's just my opinion they are i want to say the middle of the pack they're not as good i mean that that's that they're is medium. exactly yeah. yeah they're medium like <laughs> that's exactly their problem <laughs> uh, uh, what kind of range do they have um they have uh three eight and 15 so srm a little bit of lrm and then way more under the lrm yeah, and that's why you're always I'm always like eight ups on those because the short it's not five ten fifteen, it's three eight fifteen, which is you know eight, eight medium range eight is pretty doable. Um short range three. That's yeah, that's tough. That's, I would like it better if if these also had cluster bonuses the closer you were. That, um, uh, that that's what it needs. I need like something that. to make sure I get more damage as I yeah. take the risk to get closer, because yeah. a lot Even of the mechs, like a, a lot of mechs that have MRMs, don't like they've got stealth armor or something like that. So right. it's rough. It's it's just a rough mismatch between the chassis and the weapon system. So, yep. All right. Do we have any other thoughts before we give out some special mentions and participation awards for other ammunitions? <laughs> ammunition uh, no, I participations. Think, I think we covered the uh, the tournament legal ammunition pretty well. Yeah. So those are the ones you're almost, I don't want to say always going to see because, well, you might just be the standard crowd and that's okay. But Yeah, just about everything we've covered so far, you know, you're going to. You have to find in your slim book. Your yeah, yeah, if you brought it to, to my table, I would allow it. Everything we've covered. I'll allow it. <laughs> All right. So 
Let's move on to the special mentions and the runners-up of today's special ammunition rowdown. So let's start out with the first one, Magnetic Pulse. A.K.A. the worst Inferno with a plus one to target's gunnery. <laughs> now, is this a short-range missile yes. ammunition? What does this do? It it does Does it do heat damage or it just makes the enemy mech not shoot as well? It inflicts no damage, yeah, uh, but it gives you a plus one to hit modifier on all the targets unit weapon attacks starting um, you know basically for the next for the next okay. turn is it short range haywire sort of kinda it it kinda. messes with the engine's containment software and you know uh, you get a heat spike and then yeah, they were discontinued like. The Haywire pod is the better upgraded version of this. So, okay. Right. Like I said, it, it also gives you heat, like an infrared. Oh, it does give you heat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like cool. I said, your engine, like, uh, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. But, but it only goes up for like every three SRMs that hit, your, your the target's heat would go up by one, or every five LRMs that hit, it would go up by one. Oh, interesting. All right. So, yeah, like I said, we're only going to touch on these, so like maybe 60, 60, 90 seconds per. Type yep. because these are these are for campaign and narrative games. And, yeah. <laughs> do not but do back- not use these in you know and expect to do good things. These are not- merely for flavor to make your yeah. like right. homebrew lance. Like we raided this facility and we took all of the X missiles that were just lying around, like super hyper prototype type A. Do not use immediate disposal, please. And they're like cool. We'll take those. True, but. But uh, the Magpuls are both SRM and LRM capable. Okay, cool. But yeah, so like I said, literally discontinued after 3065. So okay. the, what is it? The softwares were patched, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah so it doesn't even work anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so next one is anti-TSM warheads which okay okay come on like this 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 i read about in a book and i think it was invented just for that story exactly that was the whole purpose of the davians leaking prototype triple strength myomer to the capellans they would then upgrade all of their mechs with prototype tsm and then the davians would come in and shoot the gas essentially which used you know smoke rules for the scenario and oh it your mech's now failing because the myomer's exploding yeah failing spectacularly so i don't count this i count this as a fluff yeah no this is pure fluff so it it doesn't matter because they've capellans made tsm immune and better essentially so all right next one is acid srms kind of like these these yeah no i i agree this is you get a minus two to your cluster but you get three damage to your pharaohs and your other special armor so like your reactive and all that any of the weirder non-standard armors it does two damage to regulars and this was a weapon purely designed to be anti-clan and all their fancy armor tech it it does also do 1.5 standard damage to infantry. Who's shooting Ooh. anti-clan missiles at infantry? <laughs> like acid. I want to. Sp- if I'm shooting fire at infantry, you better believe I'm also shooting acid at infantry. Oh, that's god. poor infantry. TBI. <laughs> oh god, you're so poor. <laughs> uh, um, what do you think, Dustin? Two second opinion. 
Acid? Sounds like fun. Sounds it's, like fun. It does I, I sound like fun. And, you know, against uh, weird armor. So, cool. All right. Next one. Anti-radiation. This is too much like a real a real weapon to me. Yeah. You read this and you're like, oh, so it shoots, you know, neutron blocking you know, stuff. <laughs> you have to read it deeper. No, no. It finds the radiation sources and it homes in on them. Homes in on them. Yep. So yeah, sources like like uh, ECM and yeah. and any sort of active probe or Artemis fire control systems. C three. Yeah. No. Anything that's like, hey, I have better computer software than missiles. Like, I hurt you more now. Yep. You're fine. You're using infrared, homing in on it. You're yeah. using, uh, yeah, you, the light spectrum to improve your warfare capabilities. I'm going to rate home in on that. And it's uh, it's a minus one to hit and plus one on the cluster table is how it yeah. works in game. Cool. Turn off your radar, kids. <laughs> yep. Is this a high fleet episode? What? <laughs> All right. Next one. Dead fire missiles. Oh, man. These are. I don't actually know much about these at all. <laughs> these are minus three to the cluster. They do plus one damage because, well, they've got you know more warhead. The range yeah. is reduced by 33%. And huh. I see someone said, I thought these were a race out of the game. Probably. They got, they, they got moved, right? Weren't you saying, Denim, they got moved from tournament legal to n- not anymore or something? No, that, like was, that? Uh, th- that was something else I was talking about. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about dead fire missiles. That's what I'm saying. But it sounds like um, these also like the explode rifles. in the bit or not in the vents in the launchers if the launchers uh, hit. So, huh. yeah, it's it sounds like like um, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for the the older tech stuff. Um, I mean, most of these are older tech. These are like uh, scenarios, missiles. There's, or, there's there's whole uh, technical readouts on on mechs that are made with like with like rifles, which are, are basically smoothbore cannons, where they they have the same sizes as is uh, uh, your auto cannons, except for against mechs, they do minus three points of damage down to like zero. So if it's a if it's an AC three, it does zero damage to a mech but regular damage to, to almost anything else so it's it's a retro like retro tech ah interesting but yeah so less missiles hit more damage you're probably coming out still behind so that that's the thing yeah all right follow the leader so you get plus one of your cluster and plus two to hit so but the best part is they all hit the same location Right. So if you fire an LRM-20 with follow the leaders and you manage to hit, <laughs> all the missiles that hit are in one location. It's I, I like that. I like it a lot. I wish this one was a standard one just for that purpose. Like, yeah, you're if you have it like two tons. <sighs> we're not there yet. <laughs> oh, are we not there? I guess we're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> Winter Thunderbolts, is that Jihad? Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Never mind. Ignore me, as usual. I was about to say. But yeah, <laughs> so I do. I do wish the follow the leaders were a more standard missile because I would love to just swap out a ton and just like, okay, I have a harder chance of hitting, but I'm like essentially targeting my <clears throat> shotgun of missiles to one location. It, it's on Mech Warrior 5. You can actually get different types of LRMs. One of them is a stream and one of them is is like a cloud fire. 
and, and that's basically what it is because one just fires the the it, all the LRMs in a big cloud and they all swoop down and hit, and then the other one just fires fires them one at a time really really fast and it's just a, a stream that arcs over and they all hit in one place. So that that's how I view it in my head anyway. <laughs> is exactly how they have it on MechWarrior Five. All right. So, yeah, no, I, I like them. Like I said, if they were more legal, I would probably run these more often. At least I would dedicate a bin or two to them. Yep. Swap it out for the frag missiles. Sure. <laughs> All right. And now we got a ballistic one, which is flak. So, oh, man, flak is half the normal damage on all targets, except VTOLs, fighters, wings, and conventional infantry. And but, flat converts a minus two to hit, correct? Right, um, but doesn't doesn't cluster? Don't LBXs already get the flak ability? They do. Yeah. So this is a before before the LBX there was flak ammo. Okay. Uh, yep. And this right. is what. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we didn't well, know how to make pellets ammo, yet. <laughs> you can probably load flak into auto cannons. Exactly. Like, there you go. So you get to turn your. But it's so only flexible. against yeah. flyers and infantry. Right, right. So. Then I'm trying to like, isn't this the same? Yes. If you could <laughs> use it in that weapon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I put it in every rifleman I ever had. <laughs> Which is what they would use. <laughs> but no, that that is literally for it. This is for the blackjacks, the riflemen, the Jaeger Max for, you know. Hey, sit at the middle of the base on a hill and, you know, give us air cover. Yeah. Or anti-air cover, I should say. All right, next one. Heat seeking. This one Man. this one's actually interesting. I, Why isn't this in the normal rules? No, this, cool. <laughs> this is cool. The hotter so says Dustin who refuses to fire both arms on his uh on his Ryokin. That's I'm never gonna get hit by heat seeking missiles, but I'd like <laughs> to would. use them against I'd other be targeted people. all the time. <laughs> so these are plus one hit normally at, if you're shooting at a target that is, you know, plus zero heat, but it gets more benefits, more, it becomes easier to hit based on how much heat the target has, which is really cool. Like it incentivizes flamers and infernos and other yeah. weird ways like, oh, you hit their engine and now they're plus one heat. Oh, yeah. go in for the kill with some heat seekers. This is, this is, this is just sidewinders. This is real life. <laughs> Yeah. A lot infrared. of these, these feel like real life weapons, yeah, or missile types, yeah, yeah. So cool, yeah. Um, Got incendiary, yeah. which is you know rather than shoot things that hit fire or that are on fire, now you're trying to shoot things and make them on fire. <laughs> and this does, of course, more damage to unarmored infantry. You can start fires if you hit regular things, and if you can explode if you get it. Like, yeah, if you have rounds that catch on fire when they explode too. I, <laughs> I assume this is for LRMs because we already have. Oh, I'm sorry. This is auto cannons. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Next one is listen, kill, which is a LRM ammunition. And this is minus one to hit against non ECM clan until correction. And the next one is listen, kill missiles. And these missiles are essentially. What is it? Non ACM. Yeah. Yeah. You, they are easier to hit against mechs that don't have ECM and 
our clan. So, no. Racist? No. Against non-ECM clan. They don't work against clan. That's what I'm trying to say. They are easier to hit against mechs that don't have ECM and are not clan. So, this was just like essentially another software patch missile. Everyone made them. Everyone got really worried and then patched their software to not let missiles. Hey, that EM blob is now actually a better, well-defined EM blob. And then they patched that and it got worse. So, yeah, that's like a couple-year missile. Uh, Next one, mine clearance. So, I thought this one was cool. If you're throwing down mines with one mech, you can then clear said mines with another mech. So they just do 25% of the damage of the launcher size. So LRM-10 would do 2.5 and then rounding, of course. Just imagine two people digging holes and filling the other person's hole with the (laughs) dirt they're scooping out of their hole. I see you shooting mines. I'll raise you, sir, and clear said mines. I guess that would be good for people not running LRM-20s because LRM-20s can already be used to clear mines. Yes. But these can do damage, yeah. worse damage. But like I said, none of none of these are meant to be great. But yeah, so you reduce the minefield by the missile size. So it's just just a, a fun way to do it, rather than running, you know, a dasher across them, clearing it, clearing it the old fashioned way with your legs. <laughs> Clear it like a man. All right, next one, tandem charge. Which I also think this one should be. In the normal one, because all this is is armor penetration. Um, did I say it right? No, armor piercing. So this one should be, this is just armor piercing SRMs. I, I don't think so. I think these are way, way too powerful to be in standard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, that's okay. So that's true. I, they're too powerful, which is why they need to be in there. Like if you hit battle armor with them, they kill a trooper on a res- on a roll of ten up. Yeah, I can't roll ten ups to save my life, so I'm. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> they're they're incredibly powerful, too powerful, I think. Yeah, I mean, you get they they cost five times the amount in C bills, which I know is worthless for you know to most tabletop games, but you only get half the rounds for a ton. Okay, well that that helps. That ha- for helps. Sure. Would you like less? Would you like less than a half? Uh, I just want to be able to use them myself, and no opponent of mine ever to use them. <laughs> <laughs> They're a little too scary. But yeah, so these are a standard stock to minus two to the crit roll, so. Still a good chance. So what is that? You need 10s, 10-ups? Yep. Yeah, that's... I mean, if I'm shooting an SRM-6, I'm probably going to get a crit. Maybe. Yeah, and just, just hitting battle armor with them, it just clears... Yeah, it's they're nice. Yeah. All right, so let's go back to ballistic uh, tracer. Tracer rounds. So, oh, man... <laughs> High tech there. Yeah, right. It's like we made the we made the round glow, Captain. Excellent promotion for you, sir. Uh yeah, it's it's really standard weight and range. It's just minus one point of damage. So an AC2 does one point of damage now. And if you're shooting in night combat, you you know, reduce to hit modifiers. 
it, it's tracer people. Like I'm, I'm not yeah, gonna just yeah. tracers. Yeah. Um, all right, and then back to missiles. You know how we had mine clearance stuff. Now we have thunder LRMs. See, I thought that these were standard. Maybe they like the uh, like the swarm LRMs. Mm-hmm. I, I think thunder were standard, and then they both got taken out of tournament legal for for reasons. I think you're right because because I used to use these a lot. It depends on where you look, and of course, the internet doesn't have everything. They are not in my total warfare, which right now I've got all the other older versions. I should just go look through my old find when it re- was books. removed. Yeah, and find that out. I bet it was in two thousand and four. I'm betting when that. you left. <laughs> no, well, that's when that's when they moved from uh the master rules to total warfare gotcha and that that's when a lot of that those changes were made yeah so i've got tech manual tech readout and yeah field manual capellan confederation so like i said i know fast cam and stuff is legal for depending on where how you take it but yeah like i said thunder alarms you shoot the minefield of the launcher size yep spit them all out yeah very capellan i will say that all right, next one, the shoot and sit pod, which is another narc one. This is I've never heard of this. <laughs> this, yeah, we're gonna touch on these real fast. Would you like to press the remote detonator on your <laughs> narc pod? Because that's really all this is. It's three damage and could de- detonate later. Not guaranteed. Could detonate. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. So sign me up. The whole goal of these was to shoot a whole bunch onto the enemy mech, and then once he got to above twenty, press the trigger. <laughs> And hopefully force the PSR. I, I don't like these at all. Yeah, no, I, I was like, neither did Mech Warriors. And that's why they don't exist anymore. All right. Next one. The Bola Pods. Okay, I saw this in the notes. And I'm like, what is Josh talking about? This has got to be made up. This is the, <laughs> nope, it's real. It's the other NARC one. Would you rather, would you like to be, you know, Luke Skywalker and his snow speeder on hot? <laughs> And my Goliath, no! Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so yeah, bullopods. It's like I said you're <laughs> you're shooting. Oh god, you're trying to trip mechs. You can hit arms or legs. Those are the only two places it works. It only lasts for that turn, no matter what. And yeah, you you force a piloting skill roll with a plus one to avoid falling over. And you can't kick with the limb, and if you hit the arms, you get, they get a plus one to hit for all weapons and physical. So it's fun. It's fun. It's very campaign. It's very fluffy. It could use it's, for it's very a boss campy. fight. Yeah, it's very campy. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see this using this in a campaign, but never, never. Yeah, all of these special game. mentions are definitely like, please don't use this on a pickup game, and definitely don't tell them you heard it from us. Yeah. <laughs> definitely take this to your campaign where you know the person's like you know middle name and you're like oh how's the wife and all that and oh i'm bringing bolopods today cool let's see how that works like, uh, but anyways so those are our special mention ammunitions do we wish any of these were normal play everyday use i mean i i think thunder myself <laughs> Is I want my thunder back, please. <laughs> yeah, I liked those. What about you, Dustin? Which one uh, do you wish was back, or like was more mainstream? Heat seeking. Heat seeking would be cool. 
Yeah. He'd see I like it that. Be cool. Hot mech. Home in. Sidewinder missile. Do you think missiles should just get that bonus? That So you want heat seeking? I want heat seeking. That sounds like fun. No, I don't think that's how it... it I'm I'm already turning to Grognard. I already know how LRM rules work, so don't change it. <laughs> oh man, you don't want like just software updates to be like sent out to all things in the Gilkland era. No, missiles now have this ability. Welcome to thirty thirty one fifty. Apple sends out its update to all of its munition plants. Also, here's a dongle you have to pay fifty C bills for. Oh. Um, <laughs> to- you joke, but that's essentially why some of these ammunitions went bad. Um. Yeah. No, I just like the whole infrared seeking missile heat thing. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I think I think probably the coolest one would probably be the uh, the tandem charge, which is just armor piercing for SRMs. I I kind of agree with Denim that it's a very <laughs> strong thing. Like maybe these should be BV pointed as well if they were mainstream. Maybe not minus two, maybe a minus one to crit rolls. They needed 11 or 12. Jeez. Or you just need 12s. Like a 12 to, yeah. Yeah, I could do that. I mean, what do you want from me? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these were made when when C-Bills was the balancing factor. And that's why, that's what they did. Just make them too expensive to use in a campaign. Yeah, but so these days we use BV2 and so five times the C bill means your ton of ammo should be five times the BV. Yeah, I, I could work with that. <laughs> I would pay it. <laughs> I think most people would. That's the problem. All righty. So that's special ammunition. I think we talked a lot of tactics. I think we talked swapping when we would, when we wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, man. Is there anything we missed that? Anyone's been like holding on to? No, nope, not everything I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, there's just uh, so many ammos, and this is like the late 3050s to early 3060s when they all like are now mainstream. Oh, yeah, so much information, Josh. Far. So much information. All right, so a lot of people were hounding us that they wanted <laughs> Lanson reviews back. So fine, everyone. You get your lance on review. And you know what? We're going to cover special ammunitions for this lance. So I made a lance. I think you made a lance, Denim. Yeah, mine is way more simple than yours is. Mine's pretty simple. Pretty, maybe. All right. So we're kind of sticking with the theme of 6,500 because, you know, we did Bachalan on a budget. Everyone loved that. Everyone's been making Bachalan on a budget list for 6,500 BV. And my theme was Civil War, and it's essentially everyone is tired of Civil War and is now like a mercenary company. So I've got an Anubis, the Capellan, and he's got five, or I'm sorry, he's got four LRM-5s, and he's only got one ton of ammo. So the question is, is which, what does he take that one ton of LRM as? And I chose semi-guided because I think we all agreed Ignoring four types of modifiers is insane. Do you have um tag in your list? He does. Do. Yeah. You, I, oh, the light tag. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Take the semi He's spoiling. He's spoiling. He is. I'm working up to it. That's so, <laughs> what I do. <laughs> um we know. <laughs> yeah. My next one would be a blackjack four, which I think 
I think was kind of discussed that if you want to try special ammunitions, this is a mech to do it because it has four tons of ammo. Oh or it's, uh, is, is that the, the BJ4? Yes. Okay. All right. So it's got two AC5s, yep. right? Yeah. So I took two tons of armor piercing ammo because that's like just trading down to one ton of regular. Right. Yeah. Uh, one ton of precision for when things get a little squirrely. And then one ton of regular just just for that little weird middle ground where they don't have a TMN because they fall and can't get up and you just want to plank away at them. But you might be too far for uh, AP to really be like reliable at that point. And that Mac Warrior has options. That Mac Warrior has options. And that's what the BJ4 does for you. That's right. All right. Next one from my heavy. I went with the Vulture D because why not? <clears throat> You fought in the okay. you fought in you know bulldog bird dog all those <laughs> yeah you're bringing home the the good salvage so vulture D it's got ATM twelves and it's got six tons of ammo so I just went <laughs> yes. with the stock loadout which is two tons of each so spicy like yeah and he's just gonna either hang up front and you know nuke things with me. <laughs> With a high explosive, or he's going to sit back and just rain, just rain extended range missiles. <laughs> All right, and you know he's got other guns, so he's not he's not dedicated missile like the Anubis, right? And for my assault, I went with the Sunderer, and that's the I went with the original, the Inner Sphere Omni, made in the uh, good old Draconis Combine, and I. That is an AC-20 with two tons, and I decided to split that with one ton of precision AC-20 and one ton of regular. Mm, okay. Mm, yeah. Got your seven shots. I've nice. got seven shots. I th- I debated on caseless for this one. Ooh. I debated on caseless, but I figured I don't need 20 rounds of AC-20. No, don't. I don't need 20 <laughs> for one single AC-20. You're not going to be able to... You, you're still limited at your range, so... Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... I figured the precision for those two turns when the my target has a TMM of two, like just just call yeah, it, that, just get rid, yeah. of it. just get rid. It's of there it. to blow the legs off, and then it's regular. Exactly. Yeah. So that's I've got two turns where I'm still closing. They've got a mod. I've got a mod. I'm going to remove their mod, and then I'm just <clears> going to switch to regular. But nice. I definitely didn't want four rounds of AC twenty because that's that's wasted BV. <laughs> so one ton of regular, one ton of special. Uh, but it also has three SRM force and two tons of ammo, so I did the classic swap of one ton of Inferno and one ton of regular. Nice. nice. And guess what, guys? I wasn't done with BV yet. I threw in a Grenader battle armor with light tag. Nice. <laughs> and they essentially ride on top of either the Vulture or the Sunder and drop off light tag something. And they fire SRMs until they die. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So the Anubis has three LRM-5s? Four. Four LRM-5s. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. That's it, is, it is nothing else. It is just four LRM-5s. Yeah. No arm guns. It's just semi-guided and, and a light tag battle armor. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's only got, you know, if you're firing all those, you don't have a lot of turns of ammo. So when you do fire, you want to commit. And what's yeah. the best way it, to commit? Semi-guided. Um, my battle armor swap, if, if I didn't like the gr- grenadiers, 
I would take the Kage with light tag and I could up their skill to three, four rather than demote the Grenad- Grenadiers to five, five because yeah, I was over by four BV and it hurt. It hurt to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that feels. Yeah. So, yeah, especially when you get a, you get a hit with that tag to get those. Yeah. The Grenadiers, like I said, they can hold on. The Kages can fly above so they can drop and then fly, which kind of give them a little bit better. It just depends mm-hmm. on like, are you doing like an open field or a more woody, you know, stuff? Because the grenadiers have to what, drop their ammo or drop their SRMs, and then they can move better. Yeah, so right. Yeah, they can't have SRMs and jump at the same exactly. time. Exactly. So, so that's my uh, that's my civil war late clan invasion list. Definitely civil war. Cause the Anubis is kind of late, but I wanted to I wanted to be pressed and pressured to take a purely dedicated long-range missile light. Well, as long as you keep that tag alive, it's, uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. I mean, if I'm firing all... So the Anubis has the stealth armor, and as long as I'm not stealth armoring, I'm firing missiles. Mm-hmm. And I can be indirect, so I don't need stealth. I'm ignoring modifiers, I'm ignoring spotting. It's just free real estate for the entire... You know, until that bin clicks empty. <laughs> which isn't too long. But, uh... So what do you think of my ammo choices? Because that's the main thing for this one. Right. Uh, I love the semi-guided, mm-hmm. uh, as I've said. I think that's my favorite. Um, I'm always a fan of Inferno and SRMs. Um, I, I'm almost worried about your your AC-20 ammo, but uh, but I do agree. Like, like, I guess the only other option would be what to do one ton of precision and one ton of caseless. Can't, caseless. Can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the perfect... And caseless changes the entire gun to only caseless ammo. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's too good. They needed to nerf it. Yeah. Because then you'd have, yeah. you know, 12 rounds, which is the perfect number. I Yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. So, yeah, I guess you, you did what I would have done. Uh, that vulture with the with the ATM. I mean, it's... That that's the way to go. Now, if you don't want to do ATMs, just because the Ebon Jaguar, I want to say B variant, has a tag. That's more of a forward spotting variant. So you could swap that, change the BV around a little bit. Then you've got a clan tag, which gives you more range, more stain power. And, you know, then you're Anubis and everything semi-guided all day. I, I'd be curious. In fact, I'll probably load this into... Mega Mech later and and see how yours goes up against my lance. <laughs> uh, I came in at sixty four eighty eight, and so a little bit under. But I took uh, I did all Karita. It's just my my Karita brawler in your face for reals, Lance. Um, I took the Akuma, which is a ninety ton assault mech, and he's got the LB twenty X, so he's got that that uh, new super large LB cluster ammo. And then the, uh, the Nodachi is my 70 ton heavy. And, um, he has triple strength myomer. So he's going to get in there real fast and hit you over the head with the, with the hatchet. I'll, I'll come back to him in just a second. And then I've got my, my, uh, dragon who also moves five, eight, and he's got the regular AC five. So I put precision ammo in there. So he'll he'll be out there to take out all the fast guys trying to outflank my forces as they move in because they're all short range people. <laughs> and then finally, I've got my fire starter Omnimech, 
And uh, he also has a sword because Karita goes swords. Um, and he not only has flamers, but he's also carrying Kage light battle armor with flamers. So he goes in there, drops off the battle armor, and they just set fire to everything they can possibly get their hands on. And then the uh, the fire starter, of course, hatchets and swords, everything he can. <laughs> uh, I think the key to this is the fact that, first of all, everybody has MRMs. Everybody. The nice. Nudachi's got two MRM-20s. The Akuma's got an MRM-40. The Dragon has an MRM-10. And the fire starter has an MRM-20. So they're just firing missiles off everywhere. So many missiles. So many missiles. But are they um, hitting with those missiles? It doesn't. <laughs> uh, on three of the mechs, it matters. On one of them, it does not. The dragon the, the Nodachi, with the MRM-10 doesn't matter. The, the Nodachi is the one who who's going to be getting in there to hit with uh, the TSM. So he's going to be firing the MRMs with everything else just to get his heat up to nine. So whether they hit or not, it doesn't matter. It's all showy and it's scary and maybe they hit. And that'd be awesome. But if they don't, that's still going to bump up the heat and he's going to be doing, you know, uh, what, 28 points of damage with, with, a, with his with his hatchet. I guess it's a sword, so it's different. How much is that going to be? It's going to be 16. 16 points of damage, which is enough to take your head off. Good enough. All right. Dustin, which lance do you think would do better? I don't know. You're the impartial judge. You didn't make a list. It's true. You've got Denim's Karita, Brawly Karita, or mixed uh, long range to brawl range. All range. I would say, as always, it depends on the field of battle. And if you're on a bowling ball. Standard standard Grasslands map number one. Standard Grasslands map. I would, if I was playing your Lance against Denim's Lance, I would be worried that his Brawlers would be able to get in there. However, I would be assured that my Vulture D would be able to dish out the pain. Um, And if I was playing Denim's Lance against your Lance, I would um, just be leery of the Sunder and it's two rounds of precision ammo, but you got, I'd be counting your ammunition. Like I said, um, it's got three SRM4s. Like, yeah. And the rest of it's got what, the large laser. And yeah. I would, you, you I would think the Sunder's primary weapon is the AC20. It's not. That's, no, that's yeah. the flare, you know, to stay away. Yeah. How fast is the Vulture? Is that, that's a 5.8, right? The Sunder? No, the Vulture. No, the Vulture. Oh, the Vulture? Yeah, it's a 5.8. It's a, it's a yeah. So, so the only thing that it can outspeed is my Akuma. Yeah. And that's got jump and jets. And that's an assault so. mech. Yeah. So I, assault I, mech with jump jets. Yeah. I I would like I like I was saying, if I was if I was playing Denim, your lance against um Josh's lance, I would just be wondering how I'm how am I gonna handle the vulture? Which is you know, it's a vulture, so it's it doesn't have ton of armor. Um a bit of a glass cannon, but boy is it a this is a cannon. Two ATM twelves is just a that's a whole can of pain um that i'd that's what i'd be focused on the anubis is i wouldn't be super worried about it the blackjack is um it doesn't have ac2s so don't worry about that one that bj4 um yeah i would i would just be worrying about the vulture so that that's my impartial um you you didn't say anything like (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I, I said this is what I'd be looking out for if I would be playing. Oh, did I, I give a judgment call? A judgment call? Yeah. I'm going to go with Denim's Lance because it's got MRMs and it's more in your face punchy stuff. Um, and I think it, I feel like, I mean, the Vulture's a trick because it's got MR, or it's got ATMs. I don't even consider the Vulture as the like main damage dealer of this. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm the most afraid of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely the most afraid of the Vulture D. I mean, it's um, got, like I said, it's got two ATM 12s. It's oh, got, do you know how much damage that is? I know how much damage that is. <laughs> how, fa- how fast is the Sunder? Sunder it's a 4 6. Yeah, one. I want to say 4 6. 4 6. Okay, so all except for the Akuma, all of my guys. Outspeed and outrange your Sunder. Like I've got ER PPCs and stuff. The Sunder, yeah, I would, large lasers. I would give you the Sunder. The Sunder is just the distraction. It's the distraction. That's why. That's it, it runs off. It get, takes the fire, and then it shoots three oh. SRM fours, and it with its just, seven rounds of AC twenty. If it expected to be alive for long, do you think you'd only yeah. load seven rounds of AC twenty? Yeah. If I were, if I were to, if I were to place bets, I'd place you know in a in a vacuum with two equally skilled players. I would bet on Denim's list. Um, you don't I'll, even I'll bet it. on the blackjack. You haven't even. You didn't even. <laughs> it's mention not a BJ one. I told. I said it. It ain't got AC twos. It's garbage. It's got AC like fives it. with two tons of armor <laughs> penetration. I think it's got like five times the V the BV of a BJ one. It doesn't have that crazy short range bracket and that insane medium range bracket. Yeah, I would. I would put my Akuma against your Sunder, and everything else would go after the Vulture. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all that being said, um, you know, I would like to see it on the table or in the Mega Mech, baby. You can only armchair general so much, but I would give the edge. I would bet on Denim's list. Yeah. BJ's Four's got a targeting computer, though. Uh, okay, but it, it doesn't have AC twos. <laughs> then you don't, like, you're wrong. Then you I'm don't like, need wrong. armor penetration right. ammo. <laughs> I was I was very happy with with Dustin's uh, decision that, that my lance would be better until he kept talking, Aww. and now now I don't really trust anything that he says. <laughs> now you're like, you know what, Josh is the weird, crazy enough pilot that he could probably make this work. And Anubis thinking fire for what six rounds? <laughs> Why is that scary now? I don't know. I don't know. I just I have to. I just have to stay out of range. Like, what's the range of light tag? Is it like six? It's not very far. I just have to stay six away from from your from your battle armor. Yeah, I mean, if I was once again, if I was playing Denim's list against um, Josh's list, I'd be like Anubis. Nah, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, yeah, three six nine, and yeah, it gets dropped off by either the Vulture or like the Anubis is the hey, you've come close, and now I'm putting rounds at you. I'm ignoring all of your modifiers, any intervening terrain. You're but never Grenadiers, shooting at the Anubis. Grenadier battle armor isn't that it's like a, what, a 1-3 or something like that? It's a 1-1 one, one until it, you know, drops its round. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the nothing, like, maybe the you could tie down the Akuma, but it's got jump jets, so it'd still be a little tricky. Um, but everything else is going to just, like, I would just be like, no, nah, I'm not going to stand next to the the battle armor with the tag. Now, I'd say the biggest weakness of my of my lance is that uh, three out of four of them have an XL engine. Oh, yeah, so that yeah. that does yeah. hurt a lot. But it's the Akuma that does not have an XL engine. BV is BV, and Interspill XLs are tricky. 
that dragon with the uh, the precision ammo and the Gauss rifle, he's just going to hang back and snipe things. <laughs> yeah. I disagree, but I'll accept it for tonight. You asked me for my opinion. <laughs> you <know>. have to. <laughs> it's like asking the wrong wrong person for the wrong opinion. <laughs> you know what you're expecting. <laughs> yeah, you got what you paid for, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I think both of these lists kind of show off like you can yeah, completely they're... change a lance just based on the ammunition it's taking. These are super fun lists. I, I gotta I be like... honest, I, I wanted to put a lance that had my, my favorite uh, Civil War mech, the, the Nodachi, in there. So I, I basically built it around that mech. Okay. Nice. nice. I always start small and fill my way up. Um, so yeah, I started with the Anubis and I was like, okay, I have, I have What's four my favorite childhood mech. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was like, okay, what is, what is, because the lights of the civil war are just, I want to say very iconic. You can take the Hollander. Yeah. All gone. I, I almost had it's that. The, yeah. And I was like, it's the same thing. It's got X turns of rounds and then it's done. I, like, I think my original Lance had the BJ four, which, which it's, totally encapsulates this whole this whole everything we were talking about right um it had the hollander it had the uh the bushwhacker hey. and i just couldn't i just couldn't think of a good fourth mech because the nodachi does not fit in that lance at all <laughs> enforcer with or the new enforcer with the you know for the special for the ammunitions or whatever i don't know what your yeah. bv was looking like but it sounds like you could probably fit an enforcer in there if you're running that sounds pretty Davian with the right the max you were running so far. So that's where I, my mind goes, but yeah, but I, I wanted to go with a, with a Lance that I could actually field um, yeah. with metal minis that I've got over here on the, you table. don't have an enforcer. What I, I do, but, but I didn't have, what did I not have out of that? No, I've got a Hollander. I've got a Bushwhacker. I guess it was just that fourth mech. Yeah. Which yeah. would have been the enforcer. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I guess I did. Well, my goal was to make a list that, there would be like someone from every faction, every main faction. Yeah, yeah. I like the fluff for yeah. the list. It's like every, everyone's tired of the Civil War and they're like, we have our mechs and we just want to like get out of here. I did not intend for all four of mine to have MRMs, but it turned out that they did. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you like the MRMs. I do. I, I do like MRMs for the psychological warfare. Yeah. But yes, semi-guide and LRMs all day, every day now. And if I have more than, if I have, like I said, AC-10s, AC-5s, oh yeah, we're taking uh, armor-piercing ammo. Semi-guided is so scary. (laughs) I mean, on a a dedicated sit-back, I think it's the most buffs on any special ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even if you even if you hit with your semi guided, which you probably will, you're you're looking at like an average of twelve damage. Yeah, I, the Anubis can it can force a PSR, which is better than a lot of light mechs. That's true. It's yeah, not yeah. going to it's possible. It's, it's not possible, going to. not probable. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but but some some like there's there's an archer out there with four LRM 15s. And to have semi-guided LRM, four LRM-15s firing at the same time. Ooh. Because those average nine. Yeah. Uh, so nine times four is is 118. Because, you know, math. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a 50% chance of it hitting. Because it either hits or it doesn't. Yeah, that's, that's how math works, right? 
Yes or no? Get out of here. Get out of here. All right. So I think that wraps up, you know, our Praise Blake and Pass the Ammunition episode of the yeah. Bay podcast. We did our Lance reviews, covered way too many ammunitions, ones that are legal, ones that aren't legal, and ones that don't even exist anymore. But we just <laughs> felt like if you're running a campaign, it's on the table. Might as well taste it. So, uh, yeah. No, Dustin, you want to send us home? Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Check us out on Facebook at the MacBay Podcast. Um, join us on the Discord for a daily discussion of all things Battletech. And send us your questions at the Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks, McWarriors, for the support. Because of you, we have nickel balls for our Goss rifles. 